Okay, I have hit all of the appropriate buttons to make this a live episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Nerd Table. This is our special 50th episode. And we're coming to you live. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, and we are on Facebook in our Nerd Table fan appreciation group. Hi, I'm Chris. And over here is Dan. Oh, I'm... It's weird with Discord. <laughs> and yeah, that's I don't... Eric. Hey. Well, this is done? what this is what they're seeing. They're seeing what I'm seeing. And do they put yeah. you in the top right, no matter who you are? Uh, I don't know. They might do it alphabetically. I have no idea. Because you're in the top left for me, and Eric's below me. Um, uh, maybe yeah, they maybe they not. put yourself in the top left, and then because I'm in the yeah. I think they put you in the top right. Well. This is how people are going to actually see this. So they're seeing what I'm what I'm currently streaming. So cool. I mean this is the 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 order I guess. I don't know. I can't choose it. I can't like mess around and move them around or anything. I don't have that much power. Unfortunately. I wonder if you could, but I wouldn't try it cuz I just Not now. <laughs> 5 minutes earlier trying to get all three of us on my screen at the same time. No, not now. We're not doing that now. <laughs> now we're we're live. And uh, if you guys are watching us, great. We have the comment section open so we can interact with all of you. Say hi so we can say hi back. You can ask us questions. You can control content on this episode. If you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, you are missing out on an experience. But if this sounds like something you'd want to participate in, by all means, let us know. So while we're getting everybody situated here, let me get through our wonderful plugs first and foremost. Bear with me for a moment, guys, because I'm going to bring up a window here, and I don't want to kill the stream. Go to ckccradio.com to check out all the great podcasts. Go to patreon.com slash clubkfabe for extra bonus content, including a review of Lord of the Rings that the three of us are going to be doing. We'll be recording that this weekend. Check out our partner podcasts, The Blake and Sal Show, The United We Fan Podcast, and Watch Me Cook with Tom. And our wonderful sponsor, Adrian Cotton, emersoncotton.teletravel.com helping keep this show free for you guys. Next time you want to plan a vacation, go to emersoncotton.teletravel.com He can get you all kinds of great discounts and if you mention CKCC Radio, you might win a free three-day two-night getaway. Who wants to turn that down? So there you have it. So what's going on with you guys? What's what's new and exciting in your in your respective universes? Um, absolutely same. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I started a new job, so that's pretty cool. Um, but I, it's it's just pretty much the same thing I was doing before, just for a different company. That's cool. Outside of that, I just got. I don't know if it's back here or not. Hold on, give me a sec. Interactive. It. Uh, I just started reading the Venom comic. Um, oh, that's cool. From a couple of years ago, and I'm now looking for volume two. Of the novel style, not like the actual book. You know what I mean? Um, so, here's hoping I can find it. Well, there's always the internet for all of your wonderful endeavors. So, I just learned something today that I had no idea was a thing. I was going online and I was watching some old Power Rangers episodes. Original. MMPR. First season stuff. Tom, I watched the entire five-part series of when Tommy becomes the Green Ranger for the first time. 
And so I go to the Power Rangers wiki thing, and I discover that there is a canon comic book series called Soul of the Dragon that basically concludes all of the storylines from characters that did not get concluded in the original series. Specifically, the villain Scorpina. And it involves Tommy Oliver's son. And I was like, that's really cool. So now I need to find this. It's a graphic novel, and I, I think I need it. I think I need that for my collection. There's some great <laughs> yes, exactly. Power Rangers comic stuff. There's some great Power Rangers comic stuff. Including Tommy stays evil and becomes the biggest evil. And it becomes Battle for the Grid. Where Is that a Tron Ranger crossover? Because that'd be awesome. Every Power Ranger has to come together and defeat Tommy. Didn't they do it's a whole crazy. thing? It becomes Lord Dracon. And he has, like, the power of all the early power coins. Crazy. Didn't they do an angle on one of the TV shows where every single Red Ranger came back? There were, like, ten Red yeah. Rangers? Yes. It's called Forever Red. Hello, Lego, my ego. It was called Forever Red. It's not as deep into Power Rangers <laughs> as one would hope it would have been. It's Staring Wild Force, which is, like, the fifth or sixth one. But it's still like eight or nine Red Rangers. They find Serpentera, the uh, Lord Zed's Zord, is oh, like powering back up. It's powering back up on the moon. So every Red Ranger to that date came together and took it down. That's awesome. Wasn't Tommy the Red Ranger twice? Uh, yeah, in Zeo and Turbo. So does he like multiply himself for that, or? And then he was a Black Ranger. In a later show. I did know that. Yeah. Because Tommy has been a ranger five different times. So you could do an entire team of rangers with Tommy. If you're okay with having two red rangers. I remember somebody specifically talking about that. There would be a a green and white, two reds, and a black. That sounds But they were different different shows, different outfits. So at least they looked distinct. Well, yeah. What, what kind of spun it off? Like, what did they ever explain why there were multiple rangers? There's just uh, different worlds in different areas. There's just, just the power grid, the morphing grid. Uh, there's been different ways that people have found a way to tap into that power source over the years to make a team of rangers. Because wasn't the original series was based on the power coins, and then Zia was based on a crystal, and they got ranger abilities from all that so that's kind of where the differences came in if i'm not mistaken at the end of in space at the end of in space is a word on is dies i actually did know that yes zordon zordon dies and purifies all the evil in the in their dimension so like rita and zed become humans regular humans regular ass humans Red Ranger is clearly the best ranger. Uh, I, hmm. I <laughs> ah, I ah, here we go. The, the Green Ranger, man. The Green until Ranger until Tommy, dude, right? Yeah. Business for five fucking episodes straight. So this is one Ky- of them. <laughs> this is Kyle S N J, who claims the Red Ranger is clearly the best ranger, and I raise you green slash white, sir. But then Jason comes back in Zeo and takes over the Gold Ranger mantle from the guy that is in three parts. That was about where I stopped watching Power Rangers was with Zeo, and I do remember that Jason was the Gold Ranger. 
I was done before Zio, but then again, as an adult, I've gone back and watched every single Rangers show except for if there's one airing right now. I've there, seen I'm the sure one there is. Until, I've it's seen like the one until airing last year. I've seen I've, through I there. Beast the Morphers. Another until the White Ranger. Wait, like, like once the White Ranger came in, after that I didn't see anymore. Yeah, I, by the time Zio happened, I was out. So yeah, Zio was, was already I, out was when I left too. I don't know anything about Turbo except there's cars. Lightning McQueen I, is a Power Ranger. Ka-chow. I tried coming back Ka-chow. and watching a few, but they were like I don't know, cops in space. It felt like, and I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm tapping out. SPD like, is the best. Is the best series. Bad boys, bad boys. SPD and RPM are the two best series. So, so if you're gonna watch any Power Rangers. Watch those two. Kyle claims the greatest Power Rangers villain ever is Ivan Ooze. Debate. I disagree. I still think <laughs> it's the Green Ranger. <laughs> he was a really good villain. He ate shit for four and a half episodes. Yep. Then they're like, we can break the spell. And then Tommy's like, hey, I got a cool idea. Let's team up. That was my text alert for the longest time, by the way. Was that? Was the... Where was the meme? Where it's just like, is this guy playing a flute through a helmet that sounds like a trumpet? Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> playing it through his helmet. And it's also a dagger. It's also a weapon. Oh, man. I love the Power the Rangers. Ranger can't be the best Power Ranger and villain. He can. Because <laughs> he is. <laughs> if I had, okay. Sounds like it's up um... for debate now. I don't know who the best villain is. I actually think Ivan Ooze is kind of kind of cool. Ivan Ooze is the reverend in Hot Fuzz, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and that was one of my favorite things I ever read, where I'm like, I recognize that name, but I don't know where from. And he's I a pretty scrolling. classic actor, yeah. Well, yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff, but like, I specifically knew him from something, right? And I'm going down the IMDb list, and then I see Ivan Ooze, and I started laughing my ass off. So I was like, teenagers... <laughs> <laughs> oh here comes that cute little pink ranger <sighs> you think she's cute too huh like Goldar was such an imposing villain and then later when he teamed up with Rita's brother it just became a Beavis and Butthead routine oh Rito Repulso yeah that's the brother but he has a different last name entirely cause that's how, that's how it works out there in space weird alien shit or is that the weird the weird uh, pig guy was supposed to be like Goldar's cousin that's there for summer vacation. Oh yeah, he's like a summer <laughs> intern or something stupid. Yeah, but it's like the scene got cut, so there's just this weird pig yeah. in the movie. <laughs> they never explain it. I always really liked Lord Zed, just because he had a really cool design to him. Yeah, he actually looked freaking legit scary. And then there came to the point where the staff got broken and it just got duct taped together. And if you pay attention to his staff in half the episodes, you realize, oh my god. Why didn't they just make a new one? That was the issue. That was the real issue back then. Except for, like, these last five to ten series, there were, like, 20-year-old tapes of Super Sentai that they were doing now. So what do we think of the new movie? I'm assuming you mean the uh, the remake like the 2017. From 2017 or yeah. it was. I really liked it. I liked the creative take on it. I'm actually kind of mad that it didn't do well enough to warrant a sequel because I think they could have had a whole thing coming out of that. Because they set up the sequel because they were like, "Where's Tommy Oliver?" 
Right. And then there's like an explosion in the bathroom. <laughs> I I haven't seen it. I'm sad about it. I, I might watch it at some point. But I think I it's good. More to this new movie. Oh, that yeah, trailer dude. was amazing. That yes. trailer. Whew. And at the end, where the phone rings and it's freaking Ray. Trail right in the store. Seven. Who are you going to call? Someone else. Grow, grow on trees. Yes. They have to, I feel like. Unless it's a metal staff. I don't know. That's some weird alien stuff. That could have been anything. <laughs> it's an element we haven't even discovered on Earth yet. Zedanium. <laughs> Z- yeah. They named an element after me. Dude, I, so just to tell you a little bit about it, Eric, they do a really good job with kind of setting up what an origin story would be if it wasn't as goofy as the TV series had it be. Like, what if the Power Rangers was a little more gritty? How would this work? And a lot of it kind of makes sense. And like, yeah, I know that they did a lot of like forced inclusion because they, they made sure the Black Ranger was an Asian kid. And then the Yellow Ranger is the dark-skinned girl. So they were they were a little conscious about that. I know that wasn't intentional on the original series, but they've always kind of regretted that. It was funny. I mean, it was racist, but it was funny. It was funny. Well, what's really funny about it is the original Yellow Ranger in the Sentai series isn't even a girl. It's a guy. That's why he's not wearing a dress. He doesn't have a skirt on. The outfit. And I never... Only the Pink Ranger has the skirt. Yeah, I never actually connected that before until I was older, read that stat, and then I was like, huh, the Yellow Ranger has oh, yeah. no tits. She doesn't have a skirt on either. There's no, there's no chest on the Yellow Ranger, so. That's why she's Asian. Because I was older and single at the time, so I paid attention to these sort of things. Yeah, so like uh, in the movie, uh, Rita was the green, original Green Ranger and Zordon was the Red Ranger. And she turned evil on the rest of the Rangers. It's like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's actually really well done. And she kills all the other Rangers besides Zordon. And then Zordon hides himself. And then Rita's coming back and he has to come up with a new team to hopefully bring him out of his alternate universities and whatever. Also, Zordon is Walter White. Yes. Nice. Because Brian Cranston... Was actually so, a, a major part of the early shows. He was a voiceover and stand-in guy, to the point where Billy, the Blue Ranger, his last name is Cranston after him. I did not know that. Yeah. Little trivia factors here. They it's they Billy all Cranston have because of Brian Cranston. They all have last names too, but they I don't think they've ever mentioned them. Like I'm pretty sure that Zach's last name is Taylor, and when I when I hear Zach Taylor, I just think of Home Improvement. Because that's the oldest son. And the last name Taylor. Zachary Ty Taylor. Zachary Ty Taylor. Yeah. Because they were Brad, all three names. Yeah, because Brad. Uh, Brad was played by Zachary Ty. Whatever. Yeah. Brian. Zachary Ty. Zachary Brian, Ty yeah. Brian. Yes. So I hear Zach Taylor, and I'm like, "That's Home Improvement." Because I immediately think of that actor. His real name, but then it's his fake last name. Well, we it's made fake 15 last minutes in, so. Well, he went 15 minutes without monster for y'all. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, sir. Cheers. 
All right, let me throw this one out there right now, because, of course, and I am encouraging you guys to control, help us control content. You can ask us questions, or you can make comments, you can do whatever, and we'll answer them. But real quick, since you did bring up Ghostbusters, what is everyone's opinion on Ghostbusters 2? The original Ghostbusters 2, or like... Yeah, actual Ghostbusters 2. Because the, the remake I, yeah. was just Ghostbusters. True, true. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like Do you it. think it gets unfair hate? Yes. I yeah. think so, too. I don't think it's great, but I also don't think it's bad. I mean, it's got its moments, but it's also a little too... It doesn't take any any fun risks like the first one did, but it also didn't need to. It just kind of did its own thing. And I can appreciate that. I mean, when I was a kid, I legitimately thought that ooze was terrifying when it comes out of the bathtub. The bathtub scene didn't, like, wasn't terrifying for me. I, I think the, uh... Janusz is the... As in the baby movie. Awesome. I mean, it's like, a it's when, it's a good plot. Yeah, when they're just staring at the painting, it's fucking great. I, I don't know. They're like, how'd they do that at the time? <laughs> if you really think about it, CGI wasn't that great. No, but they there really wasn't that much CGI in the late '80s anyway. I mean, I, one of some of the earliest CGI I can think of was in 1982 in Tron. I mean, it, was there a lot of CGI even before that? I don't really think there was. That's the earliest example I can think of where CGI was a major part of the movie, the entire movie. It was a program used to design houses, and they made an entire movie with it. I love that movie, by the way. I love Tron. And I like the sequel. Apparently that's a very unpopular opinion, but I really Tron like Legacy is quite a ride. Tron Legacy is awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Like the Who stupidest non-needed part is they go to the club and meet Michael Sheen, and I'm like, that part fucking rules. Yeah, and he's just Michael Sheen playing himself at that point. Yeah, every, time like, he play, every time he plays a character, he's always super eccentric. <laughs> and it's awesome. And apparently there's still talks of a new one. Yes. Is there really? They've been talking about it for a while, and I'm still waiting for it, by the way. Well, what are they going to do now? Uh, Well... They wiped out... Well, I mean, yeah, we're dealing with the, the whatever's in the real world now, right? Like, the people that could do... The programs that could do whatever the fuck they want. That chick is one. And she's in the real world now. Right. So she's a real world person now. Olivia Wilde. In the wild. Making and breaking shit that she sees. That'd be I would... I really, really so want... This means we're all in the Matrix. She just got one layer out. It's Inception meets the Matrix. He's I know. Layer deep now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm cool with everything on D+. Speaking of D+, I am now um, mostly through Season 2 of Star Wars Rebels. Oh, really? Yeah, mostly. I don't remember exactly where I am, but the last episode I watched... Dan, I know you've seen the whole series, so this, you might still be a little rusty, but uh, they were going after a transport ship and the 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 courier that they were looking for turned out to be the gonk droid 
And then Sabine met her old bounty hunter friend. Uh, they were now she's part of like the Dark Sun or whatever that group is called. The uh, the Black oh, Sun. Yeah, the, the Black the, Sun. That's it. The terrorist ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a little more backstory out of that. So yeah, I've seen the first season of Rebels. Dan encouraged me to get through it because I tried watching it a little while ago, sometime last year. It was when I was on my kick to catch up on a lot of shows. I had just, that's when I watched Avatar The Last Airbender for the first time. We talked about that on past episodes. And I was gonna, and I did Clone Wars. And I'm like, well, I want to do Rebels and I want to do Korra, but I didn't want to do them back to back to that stuff. But I tried, and I only got five episodes into Rebels and like three into Korra. And I, and I dropped both of them because it was just too much at once. Now it's like a year later, I restarted Rebels and I'm flying through it. And then when that's done, I'm going to watch Legend of Korra and get completely caught up on everything. Because now that enough time has passed, I'm, like, back into getting to see that stuff. But I really, really like this show. And I'm sorry I sat on it for so long because, holy crap, is this a good show. Once you get past that first season, it's pretty much what Dana told me. Get past the first season... Where you yeah, introduce... last couple episodes. Yeah, and then as soon as I saw the, the season one finale... And how it ended, I'm like, I have to watch the next season, like, now. But it was also like 11.30 at night, and I needed, really, really needed to go to bed. Though I didn't want to. So. I feel like one of the best things that happened to Star Wars was Dave Filoni. Uh, yeah, yeah D- Dave Filoni is the savior of Star Wars. The savior of Star Wars. Every single Star Wars series now should have some a character with a giant cowboy hat. As a, as, a, as a tribute want, to Dave Filoni. By the way, I want Cad Bane on one of these live action shows so bad. Give me some Cad Bane live action. Yeah, we need Cad Bane live. A- I mean, when I saw him interacting with Fennec on Bad Batch, I was geeking yeah. out over that. By the way, uh, Bad Batch only has two episodes left Is at this point. Now? Yeah, we are almost done with Bad Batch. And I'm actually a little sad about that because that wasn't a show I was interested in watching, and now I'm totally hooked. And I'm like, this is gonna end, but and I was like, no, man, it's gonna bridge Clone Wars to Rebels, man. Yeah, that's exactly great. what it's gonna do, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's already bridging it. Uh, yeah. Hera Sindola's been on. We we got to see her. It's already Ezra bridging it. Uh, oh, well, well. oh my god, he did that. He went there. Yeah. He went there all right, so. Uh, yeah, I can't forget John Favreau. He's also a savior yeah. of Star Wars, too. Yeah, uh, many things, of many things. <laughs> hey, he's pretty much solely responsible for the success of the MCU being what it is. He helped skyrocket those movies off the ground. It was this a lot of credit to, to that. Give the nerd movies to the nerds. We exactly. know what we're doing. <laughs> Joss Whedon and the Russo brothers and yeah. And and look look at what happened. But stop giving if you're gonna do Star Wars, give somebody the whole trilogy and don't just split it up between three different directors, because one of them's gonna quit oh. anyway. And then you're gonna get very disconnected movies that, that I yeah, actually, and then one has to Spend half their movie fixing the mistakes they felt the person before them made in the previous movie. I know. And then it happens oh, again. Like, 
Like, no, 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 I hate Finn and Rose. We have to break them up by the midpoint of the next movie. We have to make it sure that everyone knows that they are not together. The My big thing was, even if you like the sequel movies, you can't argue that they're not completely disjointed, because they were. That was the whole problem with the three different directors. That's why, for all the flaws that the prequel movies have, and they have many, but they knew where they were going as a story. Like, yes, they had to fill in a lot of blanks with characters that we couldn't stand, but they knew exactly where they were going. They knew where they were heading. Yeah, but then you just wait for Dave Filoni to make that character cool. But downfall, not downfall, that's a bad word, but like... I think what made the prequels bad was just the overuse of CGI because, like, hey, we got this tech now. Let's just fucking use it. <laughs> There's a, you overdid it. They kind of overdid it. Just like, you know, uh, JJ will overdo fucking lens flares and shit like that. There, oh there's just God. a point where, like, okay, bring it back a little bit. You know, you can watch JJ slowly phase out. That if you watch the first Star Trek movie, you're just like blind the whole movie. But yeah. like you watch something now, it's just like okay, there's a couple, and that's okay. All right, are we we doing this? We're doing this. Oh uh, well, we best got a John comment. Favreau movie, Elf hands down. Okay. okay, okay. Well, I've never sat down and watched Elf from beginning to end. I probably have seen all of it. All right, so let's look at John Favreau's producer about movies that he directed or. Let's go with let's go with director credits. Okay, we have. Uh, I st- I'll just I'm just the IMDb app goes from most recent down. Obviously, Mandalorian, gnomes and goblins. Uh, gnomes and goblins. Yes, the 2019 Lion King, which I haven't seen, but I haven't heard good things about. So. Uh, he did direct Young Sheldon. I didn't know that. I didn't know he did that. Like an episode or two? Oh, it just says 2017, so probably an episode, yeah. Uh, He did the 2016 Jungle Book. Let's see. Looking for it. Yeah, Cowboys and Aliens. I enjoyed that movie. The two Iron Men movies. Oh, he he did Zathora? Or Zathora? The uh, Jumanji in Space movie. I've never seen it, but I know what it is. And yeah, then we come to Elf, and then after that, there's not really anything else too noteworthy in his director credits. So, is there the one where he does the food truck? Which one? I don't know. Is it called Chef or something? Yeah, it's, it's like something entirely. It's entirely his movie. Like he wrote the it, Chef Show. He produced it. He he um, wrote it, produced it, starred in it. It yeah. was like after Iron Man. Him and, and Roy Choi. And Aaron Franklin. And a bunch of other people. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Chef Show. It's on Netflix. Okay. Well, there you have it. I think there is an argument to be made for Elf or Iron Man as his best movie. Because, as you just saw, there wasn't a whole lot of stiff competition there for a best movie. I mean, well, I, Elf is a modern Christmas classic, right? Yeah. Like, when's the last one? They're in the 80s, right? I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> Are, have there been any other Christmas movies? Like, I know there's some people that swear time? on the... There's some people that swear on the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah. I still watch... I still watch the cartoon. 
We still watch the cartoon, old cartoon. Yeah. Not even the new cartoon with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Old cartoon. Yeah, you want you want an unpopular opinion here, folks? <clears throat> the live action Grinch movie sucks. Mark, I'm sorry if you're watching this. That movie sucks. It has such a great cast too. Like it just Young Taylor Momsen. They took a twenty minute movie and made it ninety minutes. That's what she, that's what happens. Yeah, twenty minutes of it are good. Uh, y'all can twenty minutes of the credits. Y'all can go <laughs> go flame flaming on that. Yeah, uh, Santa Claus as a modern Christmas classic. Yes, I agree. But Santa Claus is nineties. Elf is two thousand three, two thousand four. So I'm trying to think. So yeah, so <clears> more yeah, maybe recent the than Santa Elf. Claus, yeah. Is there anything more recent than Elf that would be considered a Christmas so. classic? I, I can't. Santa. Yeah, is that more recent than Elf, though? I mean, do people swear IMDb about... To the um, I don't think people swear on Bad Santa the way they swear on Elf, though. That's the thing. Like, What is that creepy painted movie with Tom Hanks as half the cast? Oh, uh, Polar Express? Polar Express. I only know it as Snow Train because my grandmother has called <laughs> it that since it was a book in the 70s. Polar Express was 04. Bad Santa was 03. Elf was 03. It's... Yeah, so... But Polar Express, good story. What's left? But that was like dead eye, dead eye children, you know. Ah, Kyle asks: Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas movie, or Halloween movie? Both, and neither, yeah. and neither. It is, it, it is a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> it's planes, trains, and automobiles. That's a Thanksgiving movie. I'm trying to get home for Thanksgiving. See, I've actually seen people really get into fights about Nightmare Before Christmas. It's Halloween. No, it's Christmas. And I'm like, it is definitely not one or the other. It is a Halloween-themed movie that takes place at Christmas time. Therefore, it is both. Because if Die Hard can be both a Christmas movie and a summer blockbuster, and it is, Nightmare Before Christmas can be two things as well. Case closed. There's no more argument. Jury's out. We're done. We're done. We're done. It's both. We're done. We're done. Brian, thanks for popping in. I see that you're still working. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm sorry you weren't able to to watch this. Yeah. So uh, who's got questions for us? Uh, Somebody, before we went on the air, said they were going to – we had to put on our thinking caps. Going to try to stump us. Let's get some some questions going here. I'm going to try to stump us here. Stump us. I'm going to get some life advice from Eric. Yeah, anybody want life oh. advice? Live life advice. Live okay. <laughs> yes, if anybody would like some life <laughs> advice from Eric, this is the time Dear to, to pop in. <laughs> Dear Eric, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's this? Let's see. Uh, what has been the, our favorite episode of Nerd Table? Ooh, good question. Uh, I'd have to actually... Look up what we've done. Um, I don't know if I have like a favorite episode of Nerd Table yet because this actually might be my favorite episode that we're doing right now because I really kind of like this live interactive format. So you might be witnessing my favorite episode right now. Right. I mean, I really liked... Well, yeah. I mean, I really liked the episode where we interviewed my friend Andy because... He had so much fun with that, and I really liked our Guildmaster interview. Although I think Andy's interview came out better because Guildmaster was our first attempt at an interview. 
So, and usually the first one just is not the best one. Because you got to figure out how to work out all the, the kinks and everything. Yeah. Ooh, I know what my least favorite episode of The Nerd Table is. The one where yeah. my computer messed up and we lost half the episode. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I liked... I like the Christmas countdown episode because Eric didn't show up until the last half hour. That was awesome. Yeah, he just popped in. He's just like, oh, a... Merry Christmas, guys. I'm here. <laughs> so we did it with Matt and Shannon. Uh, no. That was so great. And then Eric just shows up anyway. See, it would have been yeah. even it would that would have been a great episode to have done this webcam format with. All of a sudden Eric just pops up on the screen. Hey guys. <laughs> Just pops open it. Pops open his uh, his eggnog monster or whatever bullshit Christmas thing candy cane monster. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like bullshit Christmas flavors for things now. Hot just, cocoa. He pours it into the eggnog into the carton of eggnog. Um. Cheers. You know, I actually kind of enjoyed the uh, the toilet, uh, Taylor Swift episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, the one where my internet died for a week. Oh, the oh, see, Dan did not like that episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked that one, too, because Eric was just, like, so fascinated by this world that he knew nothing about. Plus, my wife <laughs> like likes doing stuff like Hogwarts, this. Uh, Hogwarts for the first time. And right. I was like, what? Yeah, okay. I was semi-dreading that episode, and then I was enjoying it, and then my internet died. It's so... Brian Leon has a trivia question. Oh, a trivia question. Okay. What do you think is the loudest animal in the world? The loudest animal in the world. My cat at three in the morning is the loudest goddamn thing on the planet. To answer your mom last night. Okay, so are we talking about like... Like where you can hear it the furthest away, or like loud as in if it highest decibel could blow your eardrums. Yeah, Jeff says my ex-wife. Yeah, I knew somebody was gonna go for that. I wonder if it is like a a water mammal or something that you just. You I don't wouldn't feel like it would be a whale, right? So it would I get know first in the water too much that you wouldn't actually, but it's actually the loudest. I know you can hear a lion's roar from five miles away, but that doesn't necessarily... That just means it could have really good echo power. Um, it could just travel really well. It doesn't necessarily make it loudest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. The answer is actually the sperm whale. Ah. Its okay. auditory clicks can be up to 230 decibels. That's loud enough to literally shake your organs apart and kill you. Cool. One more reason for me to avoid the ocean. And it, and it makes we that noise when it comes. <laughs> What'd you say, Eric? We weren't meant to go into the ocean. I feel oh. like once we evolved out of like being in the water, we were just like, fuck the water. We left for a reason. <laughs> we don't know what it is, but we shouldn't go back. Don't shine lights oh. down in the Mariana Trench because you're not going to like what you see. You've seen Listen, the bottom-dwelling saying... things that down there. All I'm saying is we've been doing everything in our power to just not be in the ocean as a species, right? Like, if we, if we follow, like, evolution and stuff, we moved away from the ocean, and now we're, like, building rockets and sending dicks to space. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to leave the planet. 
is what I'm saying. Oh. And yes, I was talking about Jeff Bezos. <laughs> we to, to be fair, every rocket is dick shaped. Okay. Well, yeah. That yeah, that's fine. <laughs> to be more fair, his rocket was more dick shaped. But I'm just like, wow, today I learned everyone doesn't know what a rocket looks like. They all look like dicks <laughs> on purpose because it has to it has to penetrate. Has to penetrate the atmosphere. I fucked a planet. Morty. Guess what? Guess what? Dick shape is the perfect shape for penetrating anything. If there are space whales, then I'm staying on this planet. Screw that. No. Wasn't there space whales in um, in Doctor Who? Yes, there was. But the sound entire doesn't... entire country of England is on the back of one, going through space looking for a new home. But it's fine. Sound doesn't travel through space because if it did, we'd all be deaf from the sun. The sun would literally just make everything. The sun's going. Oh yeah, the screaming sun on Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear pictures. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean your auto mod keeps restricting me? Oh, that sucks, man. Just keep saying words that get just automatic. Auto mod. All right, uh, Eric, have you ever seen Letterkenny? Uh, just the few clips that we've run into so far. I've been watching clips all day, actually. <laughs> all right, have you? From Kyle, who's your favorite Letterkenny character? I actually got to think about um, this now. I don't know if I have one yet. See, uh, Dan, I can tell you what my wife's favorite character is. Oh, yeah? Gail. Yeah. She is a huge <laughs> fan of Gail. Every time Gail's on screen, she's like, yeah, that's my favorite. She doesn't really watch the show that much, but she has already picked a favorite character. So how's how's Gailert doing? Oh, you know, the usual, upbeat and horny. <laughs> that's literally her whole character. Um, okay. Whew, this is actually tough. Favorite Letterkenny character? Yeah, well, I don't know about favorite, but like that. Who do you see yourself as? I'm like, I'm a mix of. You Darryl. are, you're Squirrely Dan. Yeah, Danny and Daryl. I'm like a mix of them. You should say. be. I'm gonna start calling you Squirrely Daryl, because that's <laughs> that's. I'm gonna start calling you that. Uh, okay, Chris. Chris. Okay. Okay. Okay, Dan. Okay. So. I don't know who my favorite character is, but I can tell you the character that I quote the most, and that is Shorzy. And I, oh, I am always quoting Shorzy characters' lines all the time. Uh, my my old coworker Matt, he doesn't work with me anymore. Uh, Matt, if you're watching this, you know exactly what I'm about to say too. And we would constantly be going back and forth if we'd be working at the same table together. <laughs> just be like, because his name is his last name is Jones, so we call him Jonesy. So it just makes it even easier to quote Letterkenny stuff at him. So he would just come up to me and be like, "Hey." Fuck you, Chris. Be like, hey, fuck you, Jonesy. Your mom's a whore. Just random, the random stupid stuff that he says. But our favorite quote by far was always when they're having the argument over who the best hockey player is because they're talking about, what was it, Gordie Howe? Yeah, because they're giving uh, Joint Boy and the other guy their jersey numbers. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Gretz is the best player ever, you piece of shit. We're like, no, we're talking about the best overall player. And he's like, and when he said something like, well, what about Mr. Hockey? He goes, suck my Mr. Cocky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that line just friggin' made me laugh all the time. But I would, quote that. Uh, I would quote that all the time. And yeah, that would be, that'd be the end of everything. 
Uh, what from... are your thoughts yeah. on ScarJo suing Disney Plus over Black Widow streaming? Ah, good question, Jeff. So, you... have you guys all followed this story? I, I, I know enough of it to be able to okay. understand. Eric, have you followed it? Uh, somewhat. somewhat. Yeah, so, so the basic gist of it is um, by releasing Black Widow on streaming, it went against the contract she originally signed which was to get part of the revenue from the ticket sales and everything. And thus, it's a breach of contract, so she's suing Disney over it. It's basic gist, Dan? Yeah. More or less, yeah. I, I feel like... I understand, because these actors, especially, like, the top-tier actors, right, they get paid based off a percentage of ticket sales, plus... um. Uh, what's it called? Royalties for like these different companies and stuff like that. Is that's why we talked about this before? That's why uh, popcorn and drink sales are always so expensive at the movie theater because that's how the theater is making all of its money. Because the theater is not, right. if it's seeing anything from ticket sales, it's not a large percentage at all. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it probably costs. If they don't get anybody there, it costs more in electricity just to run a fucking projector. Right. And they still have to pay for the film and all that stuff. And the right to even show it. Because apparently they they have a limited run. They can, they can only show it so many times or whatever, depending on like what kind of contract they get or whatever. Like They get to keep the film, but they can't show it to the public and charge money for it after a certain point. Or something like that. It's something stupid. But um, I think it is bad on both accounts. I think... Because of this whole like pandemic situation, they should have renegotiated the contract to include streaming services for Scarlet. But I don't think that there was anything in the contract saying that they wouldn't, that they can't do whatever they want with it. It's their IP. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's cannibalizing the actual theater sales. So it's not, in the, at the end of the day, they're not going to end up paying. Uh, Scarjo that much money, but that is life. Well, I mean, and here's sometimes... the other. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. I, I know someone's gonna bring up the argument that like she has so much money she doesn't need to sue for something like this. But my point of view on that is that's actually to me that's irrelevant. If you breach a contract and you're not doing anything about that to appease the other party, then you should be sued for it, regardless of, of what the deals of the contract is, because you don't want to set that precedent that you can just break a contract, because if she doesn't speak out, then they could do this to how many other people? And there's there might be other actors, maybe not in her position, but there, there are going to be other actors who are going to need to rely on that money to survive. So... You can't set that precedent. You can't I, I let them like, do that. Yeah, this is a step in the right direction to kind of, like, modify what... I, I feel like the contracts have just been old for a really long time now. Like, it's it's always been a percentage base off of ticket sales. So, like, pay me $10 million for this, then uh, 3 or 4% or whatever, like, the actual gross. You know what I mean? But, like... With this, they're, they're cannibalizing their own sales. And I think moving forward, more companies are going to offer 
or add on. It'll probably be an add on. Hey, if we end up doing like a streaming thing, then you get the royalties. But I feel I, I feel like she still gets royalties for every time it gets shown or something like that, or somebody pays for it. I just don't know how. Like like how much? All right. Well, I know here, it's not. Well, here's as the much thing, right? Both. If if you are paying for the premium service, which was the only way to watch Black Widow, then why don't they just divvy up some of that to her? Because isn't that almost the equivalent of buying the ticket? Yes, I feel like that's exactly probably why she's suing. Yeah, because it's not the same. And on that note, yeah, I agree with Scarlet. Scarlet. Now, now but again, I. I'll play devil's advocate here one more time, and I will say that if they do come to a good compromise where she is getting a piece of the stream or whatever, and she still wants to sue, then there's going to become a point where this starts tipping against her. And I hope that she's just smart enough to not take it that far. She gets a nice, reasonable deal out of this. She made her point. She got something out of it. Now she needs to let it, kind of let it go, kind of thing. This is like one of those moments where both parties are ridiculously rich, and we don't know who to who to pick because uh, it, it's not like Disney's taking advantage of like Frodo, right? It, it, it's it's literally a list celebrity who has enough money. And Disney, who definitely has enough money, <laughs> fighting over more money. Basically, yeah. Well, so similarly, in the mid-aughts, there was a big thing about uh, record deals. And all of these bands and artists from the 90s and 80s and 70s making zero dollars off of legal downloads because it's not in their record deal. So... They got new record deals and re-recorded all their hits. That's yeah. why you will see, if you go through and look through a, for a classic 80s song, you will see 2003 edit or re-record. Yes. Because in 2003, they got together, recorded the song again so they could make money off of legal downloads. There's a lot of those too, yeah. Remasters and everything. I seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen that a lot of because when I was building my big Spotify playlist... I saw that a lot come up for bands like Van Halen, Queen, Ozzy, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden. Those would be the bands that would probably be most affected by this. So, <laughs> so Jeff says, can John Cena sue HBO Max for Suicide Squad? Now, see, I don't think John Cena is the type of guy to sue. He does not well, strike me a, as that type a, of guy. A secondary series out of that deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he ain't going to be suing for anything. <laughs> Also, HBO Max has actually been pretty straightforward with everybody about their streaming services, for sure. Like, Plus, they only have it for, like, two, three weeks, and then you can't get it. Right, and then it's it's, it's gone. So. And then you got to wait, like, five, six months for it to have normally hit a streaming service. Which I think is the way Bye, Brian. Like, I feel like if there was – if Disney wasn't charging a premium and it was just part of their thing, and, like, and they were just like, hey, we understand that there's – because I understand why they're doing it. Well, one, they can make more money this way. But two, there's still people who can't get vaccinated and can't go to the theaters, right? But they still want them to enjoy. Because a lot of, like, uh, at the time, if you were under a certain age, you just didn't get the shot. You Like, you couldn't get the vaccination. So 
and, and their main target audience is families. And families not going to leave their kids behind, so they're going to watch it at home. Hmm. No comment. I, I mean, if I had kids, I'd leave them behind. I, you know, <laughs> I <don't laughs> this is why we don't have kids, Eric. Disney's yeah, issue is exactly. their premium service is too premium. If it was even twice as much as regular Disney Plus, it would be worth it. But it's, it's like, like forty dollars a month. Yeah. yeah, it's like thirty bucks more. It's like no, if it was double the price of regular, I, I, I could see doing it. What else do you get by but from Disney Plus Premium other than these releases? Is there anything else? Well, yeah, comes... sometimes they send an agent to your house and then they like jack you off a little bit and, and then they go away. Oh, in that case, why well, haven't I signed up? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a Give second. Oh man. All right, so I might need to I might need to black I might need to black out the camera for a little bit here. So do I need to, so, so do I make like a a playlist of Disney celebrities that can have visit me? <laughs> hey Scar Joe, what you doing right now? So what's this? Emma Stone is considering suing for Cruella too. I guess so. Well, I mean that sets the precedent, right? If Scarlett's going to do it. Hey, I'm Cruella getting screwed around too. Though. Yeah, but doesn't matter if. Yeah, she set true. she set the precedent. Now, that's going to make them put it in the deal. And it's, there's going to be a lot of weird stuff coming out of the pandemic. Of, well, I guess we have to make it official wording in all contracts that in case there's a pandemic that lasts two years. I don't even think it's going to be that. I think this is probably going to be the new norm. I feel like there's going to be a streaming, like buy ticket thing and a movie theater thing. And I'm kind of excited about it because oh, like I'm, officially I'm buy a ticket to to get the movie, yeah, yeah. I like, mean, like I'm, iTunes I'm, and Amazon has like 24 hour uh, rentals, like a rental things, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You have 24 hours to hit. You have like I think you have like a week to hit play, and then 24 hours once you hit play, something like that. I think is what it is. Some BS like that. So let's see if uh, I didn't actually see if this was going in the uh, in the Facebook group or not. So I apologize if we're not currently live in the group or not because I haven't seen any comments coming out of the group. So if we are currently not live in the Facebook group, I do apologize for that because I had actually promised we would be, but. Uh, I don't see. I actually no, don't I see us in there yet. Because I'm finally at a place where I can actually make a home theater, you know. Uh, and sometimes you you go to the movie theater and you have a great time. There, there's action movies that I feel like you need to go see in the movie theater. But if I had one at home, now I have to leave the house. Right. Whew. Yeah, we're not live on Facebook. I apologize for that, guys. Uh, I don't really think I can fix that now. But we are on, Twitch, are on and Twitch and YouTube. So. Yeah, if anybody want to just go into the group real quick and just remind people that we're there, uh, I'll be doing that while you're talking about what you guys are talking about. But yeah, now continue, Eric. Talk about your, your home theater because God knows I want like, one. Because <laughs> things have gotten dramatically cheaper. Like it, it's, it used to be if you wanted a projector and a screen, you were spending a pretty penny. Like at least 10 grand. And now you got these 4K projectors 
and they're still pretty expensive, but they're still they're cheaper than a, a 4K TV. Like I saw a 4K projector for like 1,200 bucks. Like yeah, that's still kind of expensive, but to get a 4K like some of these good 4K TV, if you wanted a wall, right? Think of the size of that fucking monitor. You're gonna spend like five or six grand on the TV, right? Or spend 1,200 bucks on a on a projector, and that's a better. And then movie just have a, a clear white wall, <laughs> even. Yeah, it, you, that, even if you don't want to spend money on a, a screen, like, I still would recommend a screen because the silver screens bring out that better contrast or whatever, but, like, just watch it on a fucking wall. And you don't even, you don't even have to go that, that expensive. Like, uh, the projector that I have downstairs, it's a $500 projector. It's not a 4K, uh, 4K but it's a, a 1080p, but the refresh rate on it is, like, 120 hertz. And it's perfect for sports games and stuff like that. You know, you want to watch the Super Bowl, bam, put it right there. And it goes up to 120, uh, 120 inches? Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with a projector, right? Is It's as big as you want it to be. You just... Uh, there's, there's a point where... There comes a point where you're seeing pixels, though. Well, yeah, yeah, but for 4K, you can probably make that pretty damn big and not... Yeah, as long as you got the that light bulb, you know, that bright-ass fucking light. And now they got laser ones, too, which I'm, I'm not 100% sure how they work, but those are going to be fucking amazing. Nice and sharp. I saw the one. It's the, the TV. It's, it, they specifically advertise it for your uh, your basement movie theater. It's like a 256-inch television. And I think it's just the wall. It's just the entire wall is just the TV. And I'm like, man, that is the dream right there, to just have that thing. Just set up, have all my game consoles hooked up to it, everything just hook up to it, and then buy the comfiest seat ever invented. One of those big ass recliners that's got the freaking, that's got like the surround sound built in in the back, and it's got the cup holders, one of those like in, insanely expensive ones, and just sit back and go nuts. Watch Bumblebee, man. Bumblebee, man? Ay, ay, ay. Me a stomachle. The largest television in the free world, owned by Mr. Burns. And he uses it to watch Mexican sitcoms. Bumblebee, man. I'm going to link something. I wonder if I can do this. Link it in chat without getting, hey, you can't do that. Uh, I don't know. The first time it's like all super like interactive, right? So did that show up for everybody? I'm not. I can see it, yeah. Okay. So I'll put it there on Twitch, and I'll put it on uh, YouTube as well. Do I dare click this? Yeah, go for it. It's not porn or anything. I mean, it's nerd porn. It wasn't my cons- first concern, but okay. This is why. Like, it's... look at those movie theater seats, dude. They got built-in cup holders in there. You could put the tray thing. So you can have your popcorn. I remember when the movie theaters started having a cup holder in every armrest. Yeah. Instead of just every other one. And I was like, we are living in the future. <laughs> it's the future, baby. <laughs> so you get one of these. And then the ones that actually moved up and down, every single one moved up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one. This Which one right you're here. a big you're fat fatty. Do you like Do you like the idea of assigned seats in the theater? Fucking hate it. Why is that? Is that because I always I go early? 
I go at 1 p.m. Some asshole could decide to sit next to me. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, people are like, well, I, I like to know that I'm going to have a seat. It's like, I go at 1 p.m. for a fucking reason. <laughs> I want to be that guy who goes at like 1 p.m. and be like, is anybody else watching this movie? Yeah, I want to see I bet at a movie with one other person doing a 1 p.m. showing. Want to guess what that movie was? Because it wasn't very good. No. I was an adult. Oh, yeah, the new Jumanji. New Jumanji. (laughs) Terminator Genesis. Opening day. Me and one guy at 1 (laughs) p.m. That's awesome. See, my thing is, I, I think that there's a pro and a con to it. For, for me, the, the big pro is that I can get there right when the previews are starting and I don't have to go looking for a seat because I already have one. Yep. I've already got my assigned seat. The con- Of course, there could always be somebody sitting in it and then you can just yell at them and be like, no, dumbass, this is my and there's seat. Also, there's also of where, well, where I want to sit is the perfect seat, right? And right. that's where everyone else is going to want to sit. I don't want to be near people. Right, exactly. That's so, the other thing. It's one of the reasons why I don't go to the theater anymore. My favorite seat in the theater is not not the first couple of rows on the ground, but when you get to the actual stadium seating, going yeah. in that first row and then going towards the middle. Because even if somebody sits next to me, there's no one in front of me. And I'm not on the floor, so I'm not I'm not doing this the whole time. You know, I was that guy who took the chance and I sat Right in the chair, like right next to the handicap spot, and those chairs up there, because you don't have to move unless someone who actually needs it gets there. And I took the fucking chance every time. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna sit right here because these are the best fucking seats." Did you and ever have to move? The only time I'm getting kicked out, only once, and I wasn't even mad about it because the movie theater wasn't that full. Oh, fair enough. I think the other thing is that I like knowing that, yeah, because you don't, I feel like I don't have to rush. I know exactly where I'm going. And the worst thing is to get in there and be like, well, where do you want to sit? And like, try to figure that out. No, I already figured that out. I figured that out when I was buying the ticket. Yeah, I think I like it more now just because I no longer have to hear this. Hey, we have a party of five. Can, do you want? Can we switch with you guys or can you move down to or something like that? No, you should have planned better. No, you should have planned better. Yeah. This is my seat. I paid for the seat. You should have planned better. <laughs> uh, front row. Please. Front row. <laughs> together? Together? <laughs> together? Together? Uh, we go? We go? The Ah, the Brazilian tour groups at Disney. Should we tell some stories, Eric? Oh, my God. Should we? Can't. Should we? I think we should. Eric, please explain to all of the listeners who don't understand the theme parks, what happens in the summer? Uh, it gets hot. <laughs> you should have been more specific, man. All right, so we have tour groups coming from uh, South America, mostly, right? So Argentina, Brazil, Colombia. Chile. Uh, that's really the... the three right yeah guatemala guatemala Guatemala, chile and ecuador ecuador yeah but if it's below mexico they're coming up that's what i'm saying 
It, yeah, if it's South America, basically, yeah. Yeah, basically. So... The whole, <laughs> Jeff, just like, no, I still have nightmares. Yeah, we're, giving, <laughs> we're, we're creating PTSD for our former theme park oh. employees here. So, what always ends up happening, and now these are these are huge groups, by the way, and they all wear the same color shirt, and somehow they all coordinate with each other, so everybody shows up in a different color shirt. So there's the yellows, the light blues, the light greens, the pinks, the reds, the oranges. Like, there'll be a whole different thing going on. But, and there's always, like, 140 of them with their tour guides and everything. Now, for the most part, we exaggerate a lot of the stories, but for the most part, they're really not that bad. Where the issue comes in is because... The Brazilian groups speak Portuguese, which is not the same language as Spanish, which is why we have the most trouble with the Brazilian tour groups. Argentinian, Chile, Colombia, they all speak Spanish. There's always somebody in Florida who can speak Spanish, who can who can translate, who can talk to these people, right? And the tour guides, every tour guide, by the way, has to know English. They have to. They have to know English. That's how they become the tour guide. Many of them pretend like they don't. So they don't have to deal with the rules. So they can stand up and be loud and eat and drink and piss and be merry and all the other fun stuff that they do. Now, most of the time, they're pretty fun-loving people. They're usually pretty happy to be there. But... Where we always run into the same issues is, uh, Eric, we can kind of go back and forth on the the more common problems we have with these groups. Uh, I'll start with one. They like to chant and sing. And when there's 150 of them doing that, it carries. Everybody in the vicinity hears them. And if there's another tour group in the vicinity, they decide to respond. Oh, yeah. And there's a chanting <laughs> war. And at Epcot, you can hear a chanting war, uh, uh, chanting literally across the fucking, we, we, I, I don't know what else to call it. Uh, the lagoon. Lake. Yeah, the lagoon. You can hear it at any country around the lagoon. Doesn't matter where you're fucking at. You can hear it. It's obnoxious. Obnoxious. They also are bitter football rivals. So a lot of the time, they'll start chanting at each other. And sometimes, if you have the right employee... Never taper windows. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) If you have the right employee doing firework control that night, that particular employee, whose name I won't mention, but Eric knows who I'm talking about, may almost start a riot between two tour groups that has to be broken up by multiple managers and security. All because this person decided to join in with the chanting and mixed up which country this person was cheering for. And got mad, got the Argentinians mad because this person said, Viva Brazil! And they started booing her and yelling. I've already, so I said her, so I've I've eliminated 50% of the population with that. But 
the uh, Brazilians caught on to this, and they started fighting back, and we had almost 300 people go at it before the fireworks started. It was so bad. I wanted to quit. Weren't you coordinator for that? I was. <laughs> I, you know what I think what was funny was like she was, I I, I almost just sent her home. I, I just would have just done it myself. Just been short staffed. I should right? have just called one of the I, I, over. Should have. Kyle, if you'd like to know who it is, I'm going to send you a private message. I actually don't remember this person's last name, so hopefully you can figure out the the first name and figure out who it was. Although this might actually have been after he left, but ah, uh, yeah, the uh, and it, there was almost a race riot front interventions that Jeff had to deal with. I believe it. Uh, Kyle, Kyle went full stormstruck there. You taped your windows for a tornado. Dan, have you ever heard that before? Tape your windows during a tornado or a hurricane. You tape them? Yeah. The idea is that if they break, they'd stick to the tape. Something like that. Uh, it's yeah. it's actually a waste of time. It really is. You're better it, off cleaning your yard. Sorry. Just like, just like, <laughs> just like the other one that always made me laugh, which was, do you open up your windows during a tornado to equalize the pressure? No. You just get everything wet. <laughs> when there's 200 mile per hour winds, the last thing I'm doing is opening the window to invite that stuff in. The pressure from the tornado doesn't kill you. The flying debris from the tornado kills you. You, you know what's fucking funny? We're I think we're like brain damaged now because of that. Probably. We'll never forget it. Because of Disney? Yes, I am. I are. I are brain damaged because Disney. I damaged my brain? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get Alzheimer's, and we're like, don't tape the windows! And don't you tape the windows, Sonic! It's a waste of time! Do you want tiles or shingles for your roof? Well, technically, it's both the right answer. We just did that, so no one can actually get a zero on this. That's the only reason they did that, was because otherwise you, your score would be zero, and you would be very stupid. Uh, when I used to test Stormstruck in the morning, I picked all the wrong answers, so the house was completely destroyed for the test video, by the way. The only one you can't do is the shingles or tiles, so I would just alternate whichever one. But if I was opening, I picked every wrong answer for all eight questions. So I got all seven of them wrong, and I just watched the house implode when the tornado came back. The doors open inward. I opened up the windows. I put in the the big tree. No, no, no. You wanted the big tree. But yeah, this tip, one's native to hip. Florida. Yeah, tip. Real friggin' hip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, that's a good point, Jeff. How long did it take you to stop doing the Disney point? Because it took me about five years. And now I can actually do this. And this actually feels... Uh, so vulgar, Chris. Yes. Vulgar. Vulgar. You know, it, it took me a little while. But there was there was one thing that like really helped me along. And, and, and it was me just being able to just kind of... It's up there. <laughs> and not get fired. Like, How do you get there? Oh, you go up, you go up the elevator. <laughs> Eric once said, "Son of a bitch" in front of a kid. <laughs> I really did. I called a bunch of campers a bunch of a holes. <laughs> they probably deserved it. 
it did. It was the worst week of the entire summer. Everybody else at camp had the best week of the entire summer. It was a great weekly wrap-up on Saturday before we got the day off. So how'd you guys feel this week? Oh, it was the best week this entire summer. And me and the CIT that was with me that week just look at each other like freaking Jim Halpert. (laughs) I had the the worst week ever. I wish wish Matt Hardman, Matt, if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> I could I could tell a funny camp story because Matt ran the uh, the game section of camp and every single week during the summer, w- at least one of those days would be dedicated to dodgeball and we always did counselors versus kids and that was like the worst the best and worst idea ever because it was like six counselors versus like forty kids but the counselors won all the time <laughs> and I feel like that was just us getting our aggression out from these children. <laughs> just whipping kickballs at them and it was such a bad idea but i 100 percent made a kid cry because i whipped a, a kickball at and hit him in the face and he started crying and i felt well i feel bad about it now but 14 year old chris thought it was funny actually 36 year old chris still thinks it's funny but now at least i have some compassion yeah fuck your kids <laughs> i mean the kid just probably deserved it the worst thing i've said to a guest was hell Jeff, weren't you there when they broke? They finally broke the TV at UL. He might have been. Like, was that you? Someone was. Someone said, "Oh shit!" Really loud when the TV blew up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you have it. I did say, I did say, "Oh shit!" in front of a guest, but I got a pass because the uh, platform almost killed me. Because. The platform started retracting while I was still on it, and I went, "Oh shit!" And I jumped off of it, and then Melissa is just like, "It's it's okay. I, I think I think you're forgiven for that one." I'm like considering I almost just got severely injured, yes, I think I think that one counts. You get a pass if you almost die. If you almost die, yeah, you get a pass. I mean, ah, <clears throat> oh, you flipped off Tom Morrow. Why would you do that? Uh, the stuff we would quote unquote get away with. I mean, Eric, oh, Eric locked our, Eric got our manager to ride a. Listen, <laughs> ride I two think one of the, the funniest times, uh, like I ever had at interventions was uh, Habit Heroes. You didn't have any hand sanitizers or whatever, and we had to like go in behind people while they were doing the games but like before the next show so we're kind of like a room apart you know kind of just chasing each other so we can get into the closet which which was hilarious so it was me and tom i'm not sure if you remember tom or not uh there were a couple of toms but there's tom and tonya okay tom yeah okay that tom yeah okay so it was me and him we had to go in there uh, because um I don't know. I just he it was extra staff or whatever. So we're going in there to like put up the hand sanitizer against the wall, and I had to bring the little hand sanitizer juice, put in the little cartridge or whatever, so you can go. But it wasn't working. So I'm like literally in there, and I would look over at Tom and like, hey, Tom, we're in the closet. As I'm like jacking off this little thing of hand sanitizer to get it to work. And the funny thing is. I wasn't expecting it, but it exploded all over Tom. And he's just like, oh, nice. And I died laughing. Fucking. <laughs> it just looked like I jizzed all over him. <laughs> yeah, whatever you guys do in the closet is all, you know, I mean, 
2021. I don't judge. Oh man, it was so funny. <laughs> that should have been. Could you imagine if that was one of the the bad habits that habit heroes want the kids to break? Kids don't masturbate. <laughs> Oh, here's a here's a game to prevent you from doing that. <laughs> or wasn't it? Isn't it chewing gum was made to battle masturbation, so you had something idle to do instead of jerking off? Well, never stopped me. Can you chew gum and rub your belly at the same time? I can. Cool. I know something else you can do if you chew gum at the same time. Oh I remember. God. Dude, there were so many times, man, I was coordinating and I, I somebody would be like, oh, this part, like I get called out there whenever a guest would get upset and I'd go talk to them because they'd ask for a manager, but they're not available. So it'd be me. And they'd be <laughs> like, Chris did this and, and it made me upset and you were off. And I'm just like, great. Fucking could be anybody because everybody at fucking, you know, had the Chris from Orlando. Name yeah, Chris from Orlando. So that doesn't everybody narrow it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, I will talk to them. And like, he's not that way. I know that. <laughs> I walked away. Ah, uh, good God. I think we've welcome all... Welcome back, Ryan. Looks like you're out of work now. Yes, welcome back. Uh, yeah, Jeff, that might be a problem if you're the only Jeff that works there and somebody reports you. Yeah. You should have had a Chris name tag. <laughs> Do you remember, I remember that day I had to loan you my spare Chris name tag because you forgot yours. And it wasn't the Orlando. It was Chris from Vernon, New Jersey. And I'm like, <laughs> Eric, before I give this to you, I need a promise from you. <laughs> I do not want to get written up today. So you need to be – you can't – you at least can't do anything I wouldn't do. Which isn't really that much of a stretch for you, actually. So Yeah, I'm just like – You were a little ballsier with breaking stuff than I was, but it wasn't that far off. So I was just like, just just tone it back to my level and we're good for the day. But if you don't do your the, the regular Eric stuff, do, do, do Eric light and we're okay. And – oh, and, and by the way, if anybody gives you like a super good compliment or anything, um, that, that's, that's for me. You're going to share that with me. They always got us confused anyway. I know. That's what made it the best part. Is they, they always mixed us up. We do not look that much alike to, to completely no. mix us up. There was one day I, I gave uh, Paul my name tag. He gave me his. We just walked around for a little bit. And the managers got us mixed up. And I was just like, yeah, you guys don't fucking care. You have no idea who we you are. You guys don't look alike <laughs> either. I know. All they, <laughs> it's because they knew that the three of us and Josh all hung out. Yeah. They so they just they were just like, well, it's it's going to be one of those four. So they just had the names in our heads, and they, you have a twenty five percent chance of getting it right at that point. So just yeah. throw it, just throw a name out there. And then when we got Nolan mixed up, we, oh, we, Nolan. Poor, poor Nolan got mixed up with us too. We we corrupted him. I think he was right. an in, he was a more innocent mind before the four of us came along. You just yell all their names every time. <laughs> just yeah. Just, like I, I've been told all the time, like family stuff. Uh, my great grandmother just yelling out like half the kids' names. <laughs> well, I'm like Nancy, bound- Dorothy, Irene, because it would be one of them. Bound to <laughs> they'd get all one come of them, right? <laughs> well, as long as you remember the correct names, <laughs> sure. Eventually. Oh shit! <clears throat> yeah, I've been called my uncle and my great uncle my whole life. 
Have you They're ever? Like, oh, hey, Brian there. I mean, buddy. I mean, Daniel. Jeez. <laughs> have you ever been told that you look like you should have a different first name? Yes. What do you look like, Eric? I don't know. But somebody's just like, oh, Eric? You don't look like an Eric. You should be and a Sam. Like, I don't know what that means. You think I'd like be a Sam? Sam. I guess. So the one that always made me laugh was somebody was like, you don't look like a Chris. You look more like a Michael. And I was like, well, guess what? That is because in every Italian family, there's the name, right? The family name where it's you've got 12 uncles and cousins all named Michael. Well, guess which one happens to be on my, my, my mom's side of the family. So I was like, you know what? Yes, you are correct. Because even though I've got the Irish last name, I look Italian, and Michael is associated as an Italian name. So therefore, I should be Mike. Hey, Mikey! So yeah, I mean, I've Chris Mike. and Mike are about equal in basic bitch names. <laughs> but they are, at one point, they were number one and number two for most common boy names. Like And then John. And then John. <laughs> and then John. Yeah. Although, although really, we all have relatively common names. Yeah. I'd actually argue that Eric probably has the least common name out of the three of us. Out right of three of us, yeah. Compared to the three of us, yeah. But like, you know, it's, it, none of us have a, a really unusual name. Jeff, I didn't even get written up for my middle finger. Yeah, n- yeah, no. I mean, Jeff, think about who you worked with, man. It was. I don't want to mention any names, but we had a guy who sat on his cane and it just looked like it was a stick up his butt. Oh my god. I and remember I that. I have to mention one name. I will say one name. Loretta. And, and I mean, just, you're not getting fired, bro. <laughs> you weren't getting fired. They couldn't afford to lose you. No, they really <laughs> couldn't. They didn't, they didn't fire there was only there was that one CP that was training under Melissa, and she just couldn't do anything with him. And then after like two weeks, they just let him go. They're just like, "All right, look, we can't do this with you anymore." Because he was just like, like he was like the epitome of awful. He couldn't get anything right. Couldn't do any of the positions right. Couldn't get any of the safety things right. Like letting kids in with the wrong color cards and everything. And after a while, you just get. If, if if they're completely untrainable, then yeah, that's that's one thing. But yeah, they never really did fire that many people that I remember. Like, no, they always just got recast into like custodial or something. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell any uh, reveal any names here, and I can't reveal any names because one of them actually ended up at Intervention, so I'm really not gonna reveal who this is. Uh, I'll tell you in private, Eric. I'm sure someone else is gonna ask too, but. <laughs> Uh, three safari drivers got caught having a threesome on the truck. Oh. And all three of them got recast, and one of them ended up at Interventions. And I remember walking into Interventions when I started up there again, seeing that person there and going, Oh, I would have thought they would have fired that person, but apparently... No, you don't get re- re- you don't get fired for love, man. Love is love. Well, yeah. don't do it on property. Oh my god, yeah. Put on some Val Venus music for that one. Oh, god. <laughs> uh, Jeff knows I, who I, I mean. Yes. I, I think I know who it is, but I'm not 100% sure. <clears throat> I'll tell you off the air who it was. Okay. 
it it's probably going to be somebody that would surprise you if you even remember who this person was. But yeah, I mean, I remember seeing a safari driver working in a shop in the land and I remember messaging somebody and they're like, oh yeah, they got retransferred. I'm like, really? That was somebody who I thought would have been like a lifer there, but screw up one too many times. And they, they told me that during my safari training too. They're like, for the love of God, don't hit an animal or you're going to go push a popcorn cart in Epcot. Like that was the exact line I was told. I'm like, well, I'm not planning on hitting any friggin' animals. So nice. Uh, they did force transfer one poor kid away from Safari because he drove a flamingo to its death. Uh, not a flamingo, a, uh... Oh my god, I don't remember the, the birds we had in the hippo area. It was, uh... They're called ducks. And it wasn't a duck. And it was actually one of the native... No, it wasn't one of the regular-ass ducks. That would have been okay. But... But the only reason he didn't get fired was because the coordinator kept telling him to push the truck forward, you know... You have to stop 10 feet behind the animal, and then if the animal's moving, you're allowed to keep going. And they told him to keep going, keep going, keep going, and the bird panicked, jumped into the crocodile pen, and that was the end of the bird. So he was really upset about that, and they're like, well, we're not going to fire you, but we'll we'll just force transfer you. And I think he ended up at Bug's Life. But I was kind of mad about that. I'm like, well, how about the coordinator that told him to keep doing it? Did they get force transferred? So not fair suicide jump into a crocodile pit not his fault oh it's my the God. circle of life <laughs> uh some of the best safari stories involved animals doing what comes natural whether it was them going into another animal or something coming out of them and little kids were always very entertained by that what's the name of that song the, it goes, you and me, baby. Bloodhound no. Gang. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. Yes. Yeah, I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, imagine if that song had played at Disney. That would have been awesome. They ain't, they ain't nothing but mammals. And then we'll do it doggy style so we can both watch X-Files. <laughs> what does that even mean? Let's watch it. It means they're Banging doggy style, so they both are facing the TV and watching X Files. Thank you, Dan. I do know what doggy style is. I okay. appreciate. I appreciate the explanation. They can both. They can both see the television and watch the high quality programming on Fox. And I will just. 90s. I will go on That's record. The dream, right. I'm going to go on record and say this right now. That has happened in my life precisely zero times to the fucking X Files. That is not my go-to. <laughs> In that scenario, it has not yeah. happened, and I don't think it's going to. If, if we get turned on by X Files, uh... well, I, I'm just saying they were they started banging at 7:55 on Sunday, and X Files comes on at eight, and you're not going to be done for another five minutes at least. I mean, I man, you're being you five minutes. Man, you're you're being generous. <laughs> Two and a half, man. Where did the five minutes come from? Two and a half is okay, right? Right. This is why it's, this is why I'm glad I'm not in the dating pool anymore. Best <laughs> that <was> man alive. <laughs> that's what explains why you can't get a date. That was a joke on a kid show, by the way. <laughs> Friggin' what was that? Hawk girl said that to the Flash, right? Yeah, the Flash. Fastest yeah. man alive. She goes, "That's why you can't get a date." Dude, my favorite adult joke ever on a kid show will always be 
Rocco working the specialty phone operator. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. And you just hear, Rocco? Mrs. Bighead? And they just quickly hang up the phone. And the little note says, like, be, be hot, be courteous. <laughs> like, specialty phone operator. Oh, God, I love that show so much. But, yeah. So, Jesus. All right. I promised I was going to tell the story on the air for Eric. And I'm going to keep that promise now. Eric, are you aware that there is currently a boycott going on on Domino's Pizza? No. But I was looking forward to this. Go ahead. Okay. Fair. So, uh, Dan, should we give him the back history of the guy we're going to talk about here? Oh, we're going to talk about MGK himself? Nick fucking Gage! Yes. Okay, so you know who Chris Jericho is, right? Yeah. Okay. So there is a wrestler named Nick Gage. He is the king of deathmatch wrestling. And all of you non-wrestling fans... Don't have to know Jack about wrestling to understand why this is funny, by the way. So stick with us. I promise this is a good story. So Nick Gage is the king of deathmatch wrestling. He's the guy that works the style where they they break the fluorescent light tubes over their heads and do insane stuff with barbed wire and explosions. And it's not wrestling. It's basically jackass shit in a ring. But it's got its own little niche audience, and he's the king of it. He's the undisputed king of all, like, the deathmatch guys out there. He's probably the best one at it. Uh, Nick Gage also very infamously robbed a bank without a mask on. So when they put out the one, we're not post- talking COVID mask. We're talking about robbing a bank. Mask. Yeah, robbing a bank mask. He robbed the bank, and they put out the flyer for his arrest. And all the fans of of CZW Combat Zone Wrestling were like, "Oh, that's the fucking champion, Nick Gage," and they immediately nailed him for it. He went to. He had a. Uh, a weekend in Atlantic City and turned himself in afterwards. And his fucking gimmick, he'd come out with the, the bandana and everything. Like, the, you know, the one bandana here yeah. and the other one here. And they're like, the one time you didn't wear a bandana, it's the time you should have. <laughs> you robbed the bank. You dumb shit. <laughs> so, oh my God, that was such a funny thing too. Like the the whole, and now he has like a pretty tragic story and everything. They did it. They did an episode of Dark Side of the Ring on him. You know, and he's got a, he's got a messed up. He's had addiction issue and everything, but because of his reputation, they're doing an angle in the All Elite Wrestling Company where Chris Jericho is, where Jericho's going through like the five labors of Jericho, where the guy he's feuding with is making him fight five matches with his stipulation, putting the odds against him. A typical wrestling storyline, right? Oh, you want a shot at me? Well, you got to go through all this shit first, and I get to choose what you go through. So they made Jericho wrestle a death match against this dude, Nick Gage. And in the grand scheme of what a death match is, this is one of the better ones because it was on national TV. So they couldn't go for all the extreme blood and guts and everything. By the way, Nick Gage clinically died during a wrestling match. He actually bled out. He was dead for like five or six minutes before he got resuscitated. And they, they couldn't get an ambulance in there because it was the king of the death. Yeah, it was in the middle of a cornfield, so they had to get a, hand, the a helicopter to come in and get him. The owner's family's farm is where they do this event yes. because they can't get insured anywhere else. for this. Yeah, so they have event. to do it on private property, basically. So, so they couldn't yeah. get an ambulance, so they had to get the helicopter to get him. And he died yes. on the helicopter. He died on the helicopter, but they, they did resuscitate him. He was clinically dead for like five minutes. So... That, that should explain it. And he's, he's definitely not all there upstairs. Now, one positive thing I will say about him is he's very loyal to his fan base, the people who like him. And he's very respectful of his fans. 
So I, I'll give him credit there because I I, th- I respect any famous person who appreciates their fans, regardless of how much I respect that person. I will always respect that aspect of them. You know, like let's say the three of us actually become famous doing this to a degree where we do have, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners. I'm going to respect every one of them for being my fan. Even if I don't necessarily respect some of the personal things about them in life, because we're always going to have disagreements on shit, but I do still respect that. So anyway, so the one of his go-to spots. Oh my God. As a deathmatch wrestler is he will pull out a pizza cutter Mm -hmm. and he will cut your forehead or act like he's going to cut your tongue or whatever. Well, AEW, they go to the spot with the pizza cutter. Now they he starts using it. Yeah, he's, so he's gouging Jericho's head with the pizza cutter, right? So they have the picture-in-picture picture commercials. Yeah. So, so you, know, you can still see what's happening in a small screen, picture. Nice and tiny here, but here's, here's the commercial happening over here. So what commercial comes on, Chris? Domino's Pizza. And there's this famous screenshot. It's a Domino's pizza ad while Nick Gage is holding up the pizza cutter covered in blood on the other thing. And people screenshotted the shit out of that. (laughs) So Domino's caught wind of this, got pissed about the spot and go, well, if that's what we're going to be associating with as a sponsor, then maybe we'll just pull our sponsors off of All Elite Wrestling. And the All Elite Wrestling fans responded and said, fuck you, we're not going to eat Domino's anymore, if that's going to be your attitude. And now they are actively boycotting Domino's. Oh my god. <laughs> that's the perfect spot. I feel like that's great. Who else is going to see that? A friend, a friend of ours ordered Domino's right after it. Yes. Shout out to Chef. He was like, I'm in the mood for some Domino's. Oh, and shout out to Glenn and Joey Image, who are getting Domino's right now as we record this. That's a direct result of this. Oh, that's so funny that that's how that I would... I wonder if they saw, like, a notable uptick at, like, 9.45 p.m. or whatever this was. Right. Well, I don't think they... Uh, they do deliveries till what, 10? Depending on where Somewhere. you are. No, actually, some of them I do mean, them all the, all the way up until midnight. Isn't it on DoorDash? Can't you just get it as long as people are willing to fucking drive to you? Well, I know that they deliver after 10 because one night we were trying to go to bed and we got this bang on our door. It was in the middle of, like, a really, really bad thunderstorm, too. And somebody was just banging on our front door. And I actually answered the door with my taser in my hand. Because you don't know why somebody's banging on the door. Especially, and it was it was a poor Domino's guy at the wrong address. And I, felt, I actually felt really bad for him after that. I, I kept the taser behind my back so he didn't actually. So then see you the... chased him and you took the pizza, right? No, God, that's just evil. No, you know why I would never do that? Because then somebody didn't get their pizza, and that's just not cool. I would never ever take somebody else's food because then that person doesn't have food. It's not worth it. I can't. I cannot do that. That is something I have to sympathize with. I can't steal food because, no, not correction. I can't steal someone else's food. If we're at, like, a party, and there's a lot of food, I might take some of that home. But well, if it's... For everybody. But it, but if it's on your plate, I'm not touching your plate, because that's your food. Because I sure as hell don't want you touching my food. So. If you claim that cookie, 
And you better claim that cookie because if you don't claim the cookie, I'm eating the cookie. I am that way with the exception of one item. Fries. If there's a fry, You're I'm going to steal one. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to steal a fry. You know what? You're not going to be like the, the, the stereotypical girlfriend that's like, I'm not hungry. Maybe I'll just have a fry. Uh, or another fry. Or right. another fry, and then there's no fries. We're going to replace that word girlfriend with wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I might be relating to this story very personally. I'm not, I'm not even hungry. You know what, Eric? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you and my wife at the same table. And I'm just going to put fries down in front of you guys. And I'm just going to let nature take its course. And I want to see what happens. We probably won't fight. We just eat it all. <laughs> no, no, no. There's going to be a distinction as to whose fries are who. Oh, no. You no. Like, put fries on her plate and fries on mine? Yes. And I'm going to put the plates next to each other. And we're just going to let, we're going to see what happens. Because one of you is going to finish before the other one. And there's still going to be fries out there. And we both know that you can... It, fries are like potato chips. You don't just finish your fries. Okay. If you think <laughs> for a second anyone could outspeed eat me on fries, you're insane. Okay. I do have enough restraint to not purposely... See, I couldn't do that to Shannon. I couldn't do that to Shannon. You! I could probably do it. Really? I okay. Like, I, yeah, okay. Okay, I've known you longer, and I would do it just just to annoy you a little bit. Not to make and you angry or anything. No, but it would work. Because yeah. <laughs> you could just but literally remove true. one single fry and just eat it, and I'll be in a bad mood immediately. I'll be like, really? Really? You'd be like, but it's just one fry. I'm like, excuse me. But that's one less fry that I get to eat now. Is this this is how it's going to be, Eric? Okay. Okay, Eric. Eric, okay. Okay, Eric. God damn it. Yeah, Jeff says anyone who's ever dated or been married has had that happen. Uh-huh. It's yeah. not always just with fries, but she's, either. But she's not even hungry. <sighs> that's the worst. I'd, I'd be like, nah, bitch, you said no. <laughs> I offered to get you food. <laughs> Now you got to sit there and starve. You made your bed. My, in it. my favorite is when I will announce that I'm going to get something to eat. They'll be like, well, I'm not hungry. I'll be like, okay. Well, I'm going to this place, and I'm going to get food. Are you sure you don't want anything? Nope. I'll be like, okay, well, if you change your mind, text me. And then yeah, yeah. If you text, text me when I'm on my way out of there, fuck. <laughs> then that happened. Because <laughs> I get the text like, Hey, did you order yet? I'm like, yeah, I'm already on my way home. Oh. <sighs> Should have decided earlier. Sometimes, that much. sometimes if, she's go if she's doing that, sometimes I'll just have her get me something, even if I'm not hungry at that moment. It, it, it could be something that I don't mind if I eat it a little cold, just so that I have food and I'm not, like, regretting not getting anything. But. Yeah, just my get, trip. like, your, your same basic thing, right? Like, just. I, right. and I kid you not, if I'm going out and I ask Rebecca if she wants something and she says no, I'm buying a six-piece nugget at least. So when I get there, she goes, what'd you get me? I give you a, a six-piece nugget. Because you said no. Or 
and I've done this before too. I'll eat my food in the car, and I'll come back with nothing. <laughs> Hopefully she's not watching this right now as I'm admitting <laughs> admitting these mistakes. Now, stay with me on this one, okay? Just tell me you want something from the fucking restaurant. It's yeah. not that hard. Well, so like, babe, I'm going to McDonald's. You want me to just <laughs> grab you a couple of burgers? They, they, say communi- burgers. they say communication is key in every marriage. Well, she's talking. She ain't saying nothing, but she's talking. The words, yeah. I could say a lot of words, too, but. (laughs) (laughs) Just just sit there like, wow, we've been here talking for 30 minutes, and you said absolutely nothing. (laughs) Just move on. I mean, you've been talking, but you ain't saying nothing. (laughs) I mean, listen, I do podcasts. I'm an expert at talking and not saying anything. Okay, so I don't, so don't challenge me on that one. Here's a great question from Jeff: Who is the one celebrity you'd want to interview on the Nerd Table? That's a good one. All right, so all three of us we get to pick one famous person that we can interview on this show. We each get one. Who would it be? Could be really a tough question because, like. There are, there are a lot of directions I can I can go with that, too. I mean, I can enter all, all the stuff that I like, all the actors that I like, all of the famous wrestlers that I'm a fan of. Oh, you're wearing a Wrestle t-shirt? A Wrestle Wrestles? I'm wearing okay, the Wrestle on. t-shirt, sir. Oh, SB Award winner Sasha Banks? Damn right. Any celebrity? Like, past or present? Well, they, I'm assuming well, they would I'm have to be alive to be on the alive show. Alive for us to actually do the oh, interview? Man, because there's one person, but like... All right, well, who would it have been? Robin Williams. Yeah, I would have said that, too. Okay. All right, well, let's say... Because I have... I have my main answer of who I would... A dream interview. Mm. And then I have a realistic answer of who I actually think we could get on the show with just a little more popularity behind us. Which one would you like me to say first? Who do you think we can get on the show? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. An interview with yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson is a goal for a show like this that promotes nerd culture and everything, and we're all science-minded. Like, that would just be the coolest interview ever, because his interviews are always phenomenal. And he makes you think. Like, I come out of that feeling smarter, because he makes you think about stuff deeply. And just... Everything about, I mean, everything about the universe and space fascinates the hell out of me. See, I was going more the comedy direction because I love. Oh, you know what? I know, I know who, who exactly who I'd bring onto the show. But I'll say, I'll I'll go last. Okay. Okay. Do you want my dream answer then? If we could yeah, have, if we do? could have anybody right now, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. In my opinion, the best actor in Hollywood right now. Not only do I think he's a phenomenal actor, but I think he's a phenomenal person. And it would just be a pleasure to talk to him. Okay. I can see that. Dan, who do you got? I'm trying to think of somebody that I could do more than just talk about one thing. Because, like, talking about, like, actors and 
and people like that. Well, like, that I make TV shows and movies and stuff. Like, I wouldn't want like you know just because because like there's plenty of like Doctor Who people that didn't do much more than just Doctor Who. You know, like it would be cool to talk to them, but we would only talk about Doctor Who. I would love to talk to David Tennant. You could get a lot of yeah. David that's Tennant. who I was thinking was David Tennant because then we could talk Doctor Who. Then we could talk turn Jessica around Jones. and talk yeah, talk about just to do the little Marvel. We could do the bit of uh, Harry Potter. We could do, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Talk about that. Good omens. Good omens. Yeah, good omens. Good omens. Yeah. I talk about good omens season two. They're working on now. Plus, that's another guest that would fit into the parameters of this type of a podcast, too. Because yeah. ev- everything that he's just done there that you just mentioned is all nerd culture type stuff. So, And he is a nerd himself because he was a big Doctor Who fan growing up. Absolutely. And he married the daughter of one of the doctors. Yeah, he did. Fucking... He married the daughter of his favorite doctor. <laughs> oh, life goals. Life goals. <laughs> he's good. Don't ever stop reaching. <laughs> that, that should be a motivational poster. Just Follow your dreams. Just don't stop reaching. That's a motivational uh, poster for sure. So mine, I still want the the comedy route, but this particular comedian, like his comedy is funny and it makes you think about like society as a whole and where we are as people. So not Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, okay. You know, you're not Jeff. <laughs> no. Dave Chappelle. Yes, great, great choice. I love Dave Chappelle. Oh, that would be a great guest to have on here too. An oh, interview with God. Dave Chappelle. Because he cool. hits you with yeah. some serious shit and make you laugh at the same time. Man, I think there's, there's quite a few comedians that we would be realistic if we grew, because they're doing the same thing we're doing. Yeah. And it would just be an opportunity for them to come share their stuff with us and us to share our stuff with them and get you, their fans, you know, fans of us and our fans, fans of them. I feel like Tom Segura would yep. we'd be fucking great friends with Tom Segura. I have a cat. Dude, like, <laughs> oh, is it the birthday boy? No, it's the obnoxious girl. Yeah. Let's see if I, I'm going to try to coax her up on my lap so she can appear on the show. I have been actually. I I, I, apologize to my shoe. Oh, (laughs) Lily did not eat your shoe. Perry ate your shoe. That's what I said. Get Perry. I want Perry to apologize for eating my shoe. Yeah, that's not going to happen. For showing up at four in the morning or whatever it was. It was nine in the morning. I was still too early. Okay. If you get a chance, he's done another show with Michael Sheen called Staged. Who who did that? Uh, oh, yeah. staged was like a BBC one. It was You're talking about David. Tennant. It was. It was basically we couldn't do any shows because of the pandemic, and so it's a Zoom TV show. That's of awesome. them talking about putting on a, a play, and then all these other people would come in, and I've only seen clips of it. I want to actually watch the show. Where is it at? Like, where, where is it streaming on? Oh, hello. Look at that. See, I, I, knew, I, was, I knew I was going to coax her up here. Come on. <laughs> so, 
hopefully everybody's watching the video version of this. You can see my kitty. That's Lily. You know, she's Why thrilled, right? Fair? She's thrilled. She's thrilled right now. Well, she wanted to get up on my lap, so I let her. And now she's still here. See? Uh, uh, what do you have? I've got a Baymax. Okay, fair enough. It's not the same. You can it's still, not, you can still cuddle with that. <laughs> Lily. Staged is on Hulu. And now there's just a tail up by my neck. Because the cat's, Hulu, huh? uh, cat's on my lap. Okay, I'll check that out. Okay, I've got, I've got a guest that we actually could probably get at the stage we're at now to appear on our show. I would just have to reach out to them with contact information and work it into their schedule. Uh, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. Because that would be perfect publicity, and he would probably be willing to do it. He's actually launching a podcast called The Cinemassacre Podcast with the two guys he does uh, rental reviews with. And I bet that would actually be a realistic type goal that we could achieve with where we are on the show right now. Um, honestly, probably just a few extra hundred listeners than the few hundred we have now, and we'd probably be there. So I say, yeah, that would be a realistic one. Plus, I'm a huge fan of his, and we could easily geek out about video game stuff, movie making, which he's passionate about. And I just watched the new AVGN episode today. I was looking. I'm always looking through his old stuff for ideas on some of the crappy games that he's played, for ideas, the stuff that I can play to see if some of those games really are that crappy. So I discovered that the Nightmare on Elm Street game is actually kind of fun, and the Friday the 13th game really is that bad. I'm like, one of these isn't so bad. Oh, but this Friday the 13th game is friggin' awful. But then I got it on the PlayStation, I got the new one, so I can always play that. I'm trying to think of, like... Our personality is so out there because we talk about this random stuff all the time. Sure. What's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like there's no other celebrities out there. I would love to get like James Franco and Seth Rogen on here. Yeah, so just get high and talk about everything. Oh, yeah. It'd be a fucking blast. (laughs) They could be philosophical about everything, really. Well, I mean, that's just it, though. Snoop Dogg. Oh my god. Yeah, well, Snoop Dogg uh, who, recently who had some interesting streams. He yeah. did. He, uh, he recently had a stream where he rage quit the game he was playing and did not turn off the stream until seven hours later when he came back to his computer. <laughs> That's awesome! And then he also went oh. three out of four straight streams with no audio at all. That's awesome. That is friggin' amazing. Oh, that that is hopefully not the type of stream that I would end up doing. Well, you're not already world famous before you do all these things. Well, yeah. I still think it's the greatest meme ever, but it's basically somebody says Snoop Dogg has finished the game and he's just doing all the side quests now. Like, he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Remember when he was like... Snoop Lion for like a month. He got into reggae and he oh, put, yeah. like, made a reggae album. <laughs> My favorite thing with Snoop Dogg was when there was the picture of him cooking with Martha Stewart and people were making jokes. They're like, oh, Snoop Dogg thinks he's so tough, but 
you know, Martha Stewart's actually been to prison, LOL. It's like, yep, we've reached the generation that forgot that Snoop Dogg was on trial for murder. We've officially reached that generation. The generation who doesn't know who Tom Anderson is anymore. Remember Tom Anderson? Not the guy from Beavis and Butthead either. Talking about the guy that made MySpace. With the oh picture God. where he's sitting with the the, oh my the wall with all the writing on it. He's doing the over the shoulder <laughs> Jeff, smile. He's my friend. Yeah. You Tom was my him. first friend. He can't. He, he's just like a stalker that won't go away. We turned our backs on Tom and we went to Zuck. Is MySpace still up? Is yes, I was just on my MySpace the other day looking for something, actually. I just say them. I turned mine off. Because Joey Image is looking for an old wrestling picture. And I thought maybe it might have been on one of our MySpaces. So I went on mine to try to find it. And, of course, had no success there because I can't even locate my own pictures. But... I was able to locate my friends list and who remained, and I found all kinds of people that I completely forgot existed. Like, random people that you're friends with from, like, high school and college because you were just adding them to have people on your friends list. And you realize Mm -hmm. that you don't care about these people at all, so why do you have them? Dude, MySpace was the fucking worst because you had, like, the top four or top eight or whatever. And they're like, well, yes, but if you became. But if you became friends. With the X-Men 2 official MySpace, you got to go up to 16. Yep, I had that. I had a top 16. And then there was a top 32, and I had a top 32 at one point. I didn't do any of that shit. I was just like, I don't want anybody to know who my friends are. My MySpace, I have no friends my MySpace is so outdated that the email <laughs> I use to get into it is no longer a working email. So like, if I ever get locked out of my MySpace, that's just, it's the end. I'm I'm permanently done. <laughs> like an old AOL thing. It's a, it's a, it's an old ass Yahoo email I used during college. Yeah, mine would be my old Hotmail, right? And it would be that's yeah. Hotmail. Because oh 2007, I went to be with my grandparents for the summer and helped them out with some stuff, and then I got the job at GameStop, so I stayed there for like nine months, and they had. 56k dial up and I was not loading MySpace on 56k. Not with all the gift the gift gifs and the auto playing music and no. No. Yeah, I had MySpace back during the dial up days, so it would take a very long time to get onto my friends profiles. Brian Hotmail does still exist somehow. Yes, they yes, do. It does. It's because it's owned by uh uh Microsoft. Yep. That was when they went he went from like Hotmail to like MSN, then to Live. I don't know what it is now. I think it's just Live, right? What was your first like... email address? Oh, I have no idea. It was something with Net Zero. Oh my god! I... Like the way to get a... Do you want to know what shit? mine was? Oh my god! My first screen name. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> Everybody's embarrassed by their first screen name. Mine was Make Seven Up Yours Six Six Six. Those Orlando Jones commercials. Do you remember the Make 7 Up Yours commercials? <laughs> and the 666 was because my buddy's email was do the do 666 and I wanted to be cool like him. So I went with the other soda slogan and added 666 to it. Oh my god. That was an my actual My first email thing. was like P at Prodigy because they had, they had made an AOL-like 
interface at one point, and that's what my dad got at one point. And that was the first thing I did. My first website was a Pokemon fan page, and it was uh, it didn't have a URL or anything because I signed up to get a free web page through our local internet provider from Warwick, New York. So it was like warwick.net slash a bunch of letters and numbers. And when you clicked on it, it was like the Pokemon page. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's the worst, Brian. So Brian put that he lost his old MMO, uh, MMO account because his email uh, went to funk. So he has no recovery oh, for it. Oh, that's... Guild Wars was fucking awesome, too. The original Guild Wars. Guild Wars 2 is still good, don't get me wrong, but, like, the original was just fucking mind-blowing. It's just, I can't play it now, because it, it suffers from the same wow, I used to play this crap <laughs> uh, <laughs> mentality. You know, like, when back when PS1 graphics were like, this is so realistic, and now you look at it and you're like, ah. No wonder my eyesight... Why is it flashing out. so much? I'm gonna have... <laughs> <laughs> have a seizure over here the special effects back in the day was just blink white in, in every other frame you remember when we were blown away by what the N64 and the Playstation 1 looked like that was like the epitome of graphics we're like oh my god this is amazing oh, this is just like I'm watching an actual basketball game and now you look at what a PS5 can do and you look back at PS1 you're like really I actually thought this was good I can't even play PS1 anymore. <laughs> no. So it, it, it depends on what you're playing, right? Like you can play Symphony of the Night because yes. that still looks like 16-bit graphics. Pixel art is uh, out, like is still good. Like you still make pixel art games now. So oh yeah, I feel like it's timeless. And... Some simple graphics will sometimes age well. That's why Super Nintendo graphics age better than Nintendo 64 graphics. That's why Super yeah, Mario World healthy. actually looks better than Super Mario 64 graphic-wise. I, when the they started making cel-shaded games, like on the PS2 and stuff like that, at first I wasn't a huge fan. They didn't look bad, I just wasn't a huge fan because I was like, oh, these aren't like looking realistic. But now they're the ones that actually aged the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Sly Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks fucking great now. I mean for a PS2 game, and it's easier to remaster. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, think... go back and look at what the original F Metal Gear Solid looked like, what Final Fantasy VII looked like, and then look at what they've evolved into, and they just don't look good anymore. But for the time, that was that would blow your mind. The cinematic games, like the cutscenes in Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy VII and the voice acting and everything... And you go back and you look at it and you listen to it and you're like, man, son of a bitch. People masturbated to Lara Croft's triangle tits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is true. Okay, that should be the title of this episode <laughs> is People <laughs> Masturbated to Lara Croft's Triangle Tits. <laughs> you got to make it happen, Chris. <laughs> There are two words in there that I can't put on this title of this episode without causing a problem. So what if I just said people enjoyed Laura Croft's triangles and made that the title? And perhaps yeah. I think that's enough for people to get that, right? Oh my god. That was good. 
Why? Why did you? No, you know what, Eric? Just you're just yeah. Okay. We needed we needed some special Eric blend. Or some... This is how we uh, we, we come up with our titles. By the way. Yeah, we've been doing that since the uh, the Wrestle Talk days. The title of the episode would always be something random. We would just say in the middle of the episode, we'd be like, "Wow, that was ridiculous." Let's make that the title. The title. And people will be like, what the hell is this episode title? Like, what is this about? Like, well, you have to listen to the to, episode to figure it out. Gotta find out, man. <laughs> and this one will be a long one. You gotta wait an hour 55 to find out where this one came in. Right. Tomorrow uh, in graphics and Skyrim. You know, the thing about that is that they use... The... Bethesda has this thing about reusing the same engine for, like, multiple games. So all of their games look exactly the fucking same. Like, even if there's, like, a new generation. Like, Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Yeah, Fallout 4 is better, but not by much. And it's all because of that the, the Bethesda thing. Yeah, yeah, that but I that Unreal Engine is so cool, though. What, one? what yeah. people have been making with Unreal Engine. Have you seen the one somebody actually used Unreal Engine to make the opening of Link to the Past? And it's like, it's actually laid out, even with that 3D, you can tell it's laid out, but it's like, he comes out of the house, and he's got to go around it to get to the castle in the background, the storm is raging. I'm like, if they made this into a whole game, they'd make a billion dollars. People would flock to that. A Zelda game in the Unreal Engine that's a remake of a, of a classic favorite. Unfortunately, there's no it. Nintendo console ever that could find No. I mean, I feel like they could pull it off on, on the Switch. Do you think Nintendo will ever benefit from partnering with Steam and releasing stuff for the PC? Yes. Yes. It took it, them until Nintendo three years ago do. to start doing phone stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I just feel like... In my experience, and as far as being a gamer, it's always been this way, where I've gotten a Nintendo console plus another console. Right? Whether it's, so it's like, I think for the time it was GameCube? I got a GameCube and an Xbox. I think they were around the same time. It's the same generation. Yeah. Yeah, same generation. 2001. And then eventually I got a PS2. But I always, always had a Nintendo console. Then it was the Wii. And then I chose the uh, PS3, which I should have chose the 360, but whatever. Eventually I got a 360, but it was further down the line. So for me, on new generation, I always pick a Nintendo console, which is right now currently the Switch. And I would have gotten a PS5. But, you know, they don't exist. So, fucking stop. I've had one for seven months. <laughs> I'll get one eventually. I'm waiting until I need it, right? When the game comes out that I need to get with it, like Grand Theft Auto 6. Right? Well, unfortunately, Grand Theft Auto 6 is probably going to be on PlayStation 6. Yeah, at this yeah. point. So. But I also, but I also should... They'll give you a PS5 version of Grand Theft Auto 5. There is going to be one, so of course. I know. I was, actually like thinking about, I was actually thinking about getting GTA 5 again on PC, just to be able to play it right here. I got it. It was comfy. free a couple of years ago when in Epic Store. Oh, yeah, nice. It was like the free game one week. There you go. 
Yeah, I mean that would that would just be pretty cool too. I just my only thing is if whenever I get a game on PC, it has to be controller compatible because I'm just I'm not a good keyboard and mouse guy. For something like Among Us, where the controls are simple, that's one thing. And like obviously, if I was going to play something like World of Warcraft, where you don't really have a choice, I'd suck it up and get used to it. But I'm just not a fan of keyboard and mousing full-on games like that. I, I just feel like I have better control with the controller. So... I agree to a degree. If it's a first-person shooter... And this is really weird, and I don't know why, but if it's a first-person shooter, mouse-keyboard, but if it's a third-person game, controller. See, I can't do Portal with my keyboard and mouse. I need my controller to play Portal on my PC. Because I've got the Portal games on Steam. And when I've tried testing them, I need to actually use the Steam controller to play Portal. Oh, the the Steam controller is a different story. The Steam controller is fucking awesome because it's actually like it's it's sensitivity. It adjusts to the speed of how your like thumb goes across that pad. Plus, it's just a cool design. Yeah, it's not plugged in right now. I put I play with the little lights on it, but because I don't I don't need it plugged in at the moment. But yeah, I, I do like the Steam controller. The only bad thing about it is you can't play it with other like emulators and stuff like that. It's not compatible with those. So like you can't just use it as an end-all, be-all controller. So I still have to have like a Logitech gamepad to play other stuff. Whenever I whenever I import my Super Nintendo library to my computer, and I have okay. and I do. What just so is much your favorite controller so far? For a game console? For for anything. Like, if okay. you were going to use a controller, what's your go-to controller? Hmm. Uh, probably the, the modern PlayStation controller, I think, is a really easy design. It's got the two joysticks right next to each other, the D-pad, the four buttons, the two triggers on top, and a lot of controllers sort of do that design in different patterns, but I've always just felt like that's a comfortable controller. So you're a fan of the two joysticks being on the bottom and then the, the D-pad being up uh, above? Uh, yeah, because, like I said, a PlayStation, uh, outside of Nintendo consoles, which change their controllers every generation, and you got to get used to something new, uh, I played most games on PlayStation because I had a PS2 and a PS4. Now, I do have a 360, and I do kind of like what the 360 does, but it's a different thing entirely when you're playing a game. And just to give you an example, using GTA V, because I had it on 360, and then I got it again for PS4 for the next gen, I ended up liking it better on the PlayStation because of that controller setup versus the 360. Not that I don't, that I dislike the 360 controller. I like the PlayStation controller better. So if that would be my my go-to answer. I can also backwards answer that and tell you what the worst controller of all time is. I have visual aids. Is it Nintendo 64? controller? Yes. There's the offset left <clears throat> sticks up here. I actually really enjoyed this at the time. Yeah, no, it's. I thought it was a good. It was a good I design. Like it, and everything because it kind of yeah. it does kind of feel right. It still kind of feels right, even though it's different. This thing is fucking awful because it's one. It's one button. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Their D-pad yeah. sucks. It is not four buttons. PlayStation <laughs> yes. 4. This is four separate buttons. That's how you work it, brother. Um, <laughs> you know what's sad, though? The best D-pad is actually on the uh, like original Nintendo. Yeah. 
In yes. my opinion, the like the original D pad that that shit is the the best. And it's the best. Since neither of you have one. PlayStation. What is that? It hasn't come out yet. Stop showing me that. <laughs> that doesn't exist. That's a prototype. Okay. Dan picked that up from like Area Fifty One or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the raid. I did the raid that's, to get the that's PS5 how he got studio. his PS5. He did the Area Fifty One raid. No, so the PS4 controller, these are actually further apart than on PS3 or PS2. Yeah, I know the difference because I got a PS3 for free from a friend a few years ago, and that controller hurt my hands. I couldn't play a PS3 game. Jeez. With a PS3 controller, that one had to be separated more because of the touchpad up. up There's top. a touchpad up here. Yeah. Which was gimmicky to begin with, but yeah. Oh, what drives me nuts is games where you go to the map and you can scroll the map, and I would just be doing other stuff, and then like my thumb would barely touch it, <laughs> Accidentally and I'd be like, "Where's the map moving? Why is the map moving?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sensitivity issues would always be the worst. Uh, the worst yeah. controller is the N64. Yeah, yeah what am I supposed to do? Use my dick? <laughs> I, and it sucks so much because I friggin' love the N64 games so much, but I just hated that controller. It's actual trigger triggers, though? like this? Because this is how you held it. That's how you were yeah, supposed to hold it, but I was the, the idiot who still held it from the side and stretched my thumb out. Try to hit the stick. Yeah. It, it's still better than the people who held it like this. I don't... All oh, those claw that. people? Oh, the claw people. The, the yeah. little... Yeah, the the, the in so they, they just hold the stick like this, and then they do everything else. Well, I mean, okay, if if you're if you're an inbred kid in the Midwest and you have claws for fingers, then yeah, that might be the only way you can play video games. There's like some like speedrunners and professional champion level people that use the claw. The well, claw. <laughs> All right. Anybody have any other questions for us as we get towards the end of the program here? Drop them in the comments. We can have a little bit of fun discussing that. But while we're doing that, uh, Dan, how's Dragon Ball going? I didn't do a full season, but I did all of the Baba stuff. Okay. Which was like five, six, seven episodes or something like that. But that's fun, though, right? Because you get the, it's like the movie monster parodies and everything. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden there's like Spike, the blue, the Duke Blue Devil. Yes. <laughs> the, the Duke and, Blue Devil. In Dark Souls speed runs with no arms. And yeah, is there no, a guy, the guy that beat Dark Souls with a guitar? And I can't guitar? beat fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark, no, I haven't gotten through the tutorial with any of those games. Dark Souls, Demon Souls, uh, the other one. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. Time, yeah, the first time I played a Dark Souls game was I started with Dark Souls three. I made it to the very first boss. And I didn't understand the game at first. I knew that it was supposed to be a hard game. And I knew that I was doing the tutorial. But, like, I didn't understand the timing of it. And, and dude, I bought the game. And I, I literally sat there. And I understood the frustration. And I almost wanted to break my controller. I just went, I'm going to bed. And I turned off the fucking console. And just went to bed. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I'm done. And I haven't played it since. Well, I did get past them eventually, but, like, God. Okay, uh, that's a good question from Jeff. What do we hope to accomplish in the next 50 shows of Nerd Table? Uh, for, so, 
the next, obviously, the next milestone we're going to hit will be episode 100. So, mm-hmm. if I was... Well, the next milestone we hit is one year anniversary, which is going to be soon. Yeah, because we started this... Uh, it's got to be this month, right? Because we, we were already doing the show. Well, it was, it was just the two weeks in a year, right? So yeah. we might have and, we, and we also missed a week, so it's got to be like next week. Sometime in August. Practically. Yeah. So yeah, the, the timing works out. Well, if you guys like this format, maybe we can do this again next Friday night. And uh, now actually just, I'll make sure that it actually goes to Facebook this time. Because <laughs> it didn't this time. Uh, we can we can try that out as like a one year anniversary special too. Um, okay, so by episode one hundred, I think goal number one, I want to double our listenership, and this might be a good way to do that is to do this type of format. Maybe not every week per se, but maybe this could become a regular thing that we do, and maybe we could conclude the audio version of the show and relaunch this as a web show like we're doing right now eventually get better at editing i we can we can we can do the screen share so we can place clips from things and everything and react to them you know what i mean so that's all going to depend on feedback we get from this episode but that's a good way to double our listenership because um star talk the neil degrasse tyson podcast that i listen to he puts out the audio right But then you can also just watch him on YouTube and him and his co-host Chuck Nice and whoever the the guests that they have on, you watch them interact with each other on camera, but then I can just listen to the audio too. So if I don't have like the YouTube premium, even though they have been trying for several years now to get me to sign up for it unsecessfully, keep trying YouTube. You're doing doing great there. I signed up for it. Do do you want to know why though? They got Eric. They got Eric. It wasn't even because of the YouTube thing. It wasn't even the YouTube thing. They have the uh, music. That's what you wanted it for, because you want to play your music. I wanted it for that, and at first I was going to do the Google, or not the Google one. What the fuck's the other one? Amazon Music? There's another one. Yeah. Well, no. New title by (laughs) Jay-Z? There was another fucking music thing. I think it was Amazon Music, actually. Because they have, like, one that you get with Prime and then another paid service one. Uh, and I was yeah, looking I into so. that. And then I was watching a fucking video of it on YouTube. And it goes, sign up for YouTube Premium. And then it says, includes YouTube Music. And I was like, what the fuck is YouTube Music? And then it sold, it sold me on it. Because I was looking for music to begin with. And now I don't have to listen to this fucking commercial. So done. <laughs> done. Sometimes I almost wonder if it would be worth it to just do YouTube music, get the YouTube premium service, and then just drop Spotify altogether. Uh, I like it. And and the only other thing, like, do you have an iPhone or do you have an I have an iPhone. You have an iPhone? You can listen to your YouTube shows with the phone off. Or like I, yeah, I, I know that, yeah. So, so like... And that, that's an, yeah, and that's a cool music. service too, because like again, yeah, like some podcasts upload their just their audio to YouTube, and it's just two hours of audio with a static image up there. But I, I listen to a lot of old podcasts through YouTube because it's faster to find it that way than trying to dig through the apps on Apple or Spotify, even like to try to try to search for what I'm looking for. 
So sometimes it's it's easier that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the first goal is going to be to figure out the best way to do this show to increase, really double our our numbers here. That's that's goal number one. Uh, goal number two would be to start doing more interactive type stuff like this, like we have been doing, but it would be fun to do something like this on the air, like the entertainment challenge, right? Instead of doing it in the Facebook group, we start the show, you know, 10 minutes into the show, I drop the challenge, and now you have an hour to come up with your answer. And then at the top of the hour or whenever an hour's passed, we then read your answers. Like, we can do something like that. You've got an hour to think of something make us laugh. Go. Uh, so there's goal number two. Uh, goal number three would be actual interviews. Have actual guests on to come on and join us. Um, get popular enough to the point where we could even have a weekly fourth window on here. Have a, a, a rotating fourth that comes on and we get to talk to them about stuff. And then, because... What's what's cool about that is even if it's just one of our friends or whatever, right? We're, we can talk about all kinds of different nerd stuff and get different perspectives. Okay, yeah, we, we can obviously talk about movies between the three of us, but then somebody else comes in and they bring in a whole bunch of movies that we haven't talked about. Um, so that would probably be goal number three. And then goal number four would be to actually get full-time revenue coming in, even if it is only enough to keep us running and keep us free. Like, yes, the patron is great, the sponsorship deal is great, but we can still do better with that. And I don't want to bog everything down with ads. Maybe an ad at the beginning and one at the end, right? Like, I don't want, like, a show-interrupting middle ad, even though, well, that's where the the high-tier ads go. Okay, yeah, but I don't want to interrupt my show. So that would probably be the fourth goal, because then that can help start funding things and everything like that. So, yeah, I I think that's I think I would like to bring in like a finance segment or whatever. Talk about stocks and whatnot. Stonks. 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 Get some GameStop and some AMC up in here. But there's there's also all kinds of, of. possibilities we can do if we do another video show like this i can open up the fourth window right and we can screen share a game and we can actively play the game while we're doing the podcast which is something i kind of wanted to do on my video melee gaming emporium channel is to actually have like chats going on while i'm playing the game we can do that with earthbound you just want me to play Earthbound, so I can get frustrated. I do like to play Earthbound. Okay. You, we would never fucking beat it. No, you want me to play Earthbound? You want me to play Chrono Trigger? And then there was something else you told me to play on the Super Nintendo that I can't remember the name of now. Something involving time traveling. Chrono Trigger, really? No, it wasn't that. It was a, it was a game I'd never heard of before, but it sounded interesting. Soul Blazer? Yes, that's it, Soul Blazer. Yeah. You were trying to sell me on that one too, and I, I will 100% consider that. Um, and then the other cool thing we can do is like, remember how I said I wanted to do like a Chris Ranks the Universe where I reveal my top 20 all time favorite video games? 
and I wanted to do the Chris Ranks the Universe where I rank the original 150 Pokemon, I would want to do it on a show like this and open up that fourth window and then put the clips in there so you guys can react to the stuff as it's happening. You know, okay, here's 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 my least favorite Pokemon, and then hit the button, and they pop up on the screen, and then you guys start giggling when you see what it is. <laughs> Which one did I believe is the worst? And you're like, yeah, fuck Caterpie! Which is actually not the answer, believe it or not, but... <laughs> Caterpie's not very high on the list, we'll put it that way. So... I think basically I just want to get some some good feedback from this type of an episode. Uh, put the video up in the Facebook group since we didn't actually stream it live, so people can can see it and everything. And then uh, just just generally get feedback like that. And I mean, there's all kinds of fun stuff we could do with a video style format like this. I could buy a snack, right? Something I've never tried before. Eat it live, and you guys can actually see my face contort if it's disgusting. Like those specialty candy bars and crap like that. And be like, look, this this sounds interesting. You just start, live you do that. unboxing. I could do live that unboxing here in Michigan. Yes, do it. Like, there's there's a lot of fun possibilities here. Uh, one thing I would love to do at some point, which obviously ain't happening anytime soon, is record an episode with the three of us. But we're actually in the same room. Unfortunately, that's going to be a little more challenging. Not just because we live in three separate states, but because of restrictions and other crap. I mean, this is how podcasts where they would normally record in the same room are doing their shows now. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh, one more, one more thing I definitely would want to do by episode 100. I want a theme song. I want the show to have a theme song. Especially if we are going to start moving to a format like this. A theme song with a graphic and everything to play at the beginning that I can sort of just edit in when all is said and done. Because I think eventually what hey, I would do... Andy. Yeah, Andy. What you doing, Andy? Adrian. Adrian Cotton. I think we've had this conversation before, actually. Yeah, all you musically inclined folk. Start paying attention. And it doesn't have to be... Like... I just want an instrumental thing, right? Like a like a 15-second instrumental thing to play over the graphic to introduce us to the show. That's it. That's, you know, nothing, nothing so far out there. But I don't want to use any generic stock music. I want it to be something original for us. And can we all agree it's going to be something rock and roll sounding? Because we all like that music. Yeah, like Avenged Sevenfold-ish. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, okay, okay, here you go. Uh, the opening guitar riff to Hail to the King. Recreate something like that and make that <laughs> our intro. That's one of my favorite guitar guitar riffs of all time. Anything that they do, it always just sounds like it belongs in in Castlevania. There you go. Well, you can use Symphony of the Night as a... Uh, an inspiration. Some the the ultimate thing would be if we could get some kind of symphonic metal sounding song for the nerd table. That's the... symphonic metal sounding, and the only thing that came to me was this like, I don't know why, but like uh, what's it called? The organ pipes, organs, and stuff like that, mixed with rock. Well, yes, that would be part of it. I mean, yeah. 
I'm, I'm thinking more like Nightwish within Temptation type stuff. You know, yeah. I just got introduced to Nightwish. The hell is Dan listening to? He's he's playing now music I'm, right now. now and I'm said, it's fucking Coheed and Cambria, Welcome Home. Is what we're <laughs> <gonna have. laughs> oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> you know, that's a good one, too. But we could do stuff like that. We could do a countdown. We can... Like the next time we do one of those one of those challenges, we can have it on the screen and actively do it. In that case, it would ha- we'd have to share our screens and do our countdowns individually. But it's it, it's a it's a possibility. So really, what we just need is we need feedback. We need feedback as to what we can do, and we also need you guys, our wonderful listeners, talking to you, to get the word out about this show. All of your friends who are who are into nerd stuff and might actually enjoy something like this. Let us let them know that we're out there. And yeah, we could put this up on YouTube on a playlist and you know, that's why you know, that's why I've got the website where you can just go to ckccradio.com, go to the nerd table and then there's all the episodes you just click to to go to the individual links. But you know, maybe this might be the better way to do it. So maybe we'll do this again next week for what will ultimately be an anniversary show for episode 51 and try doing it on Facebook too and just see how it goes. I don't know. All depends on you guys' schedules. I'm pretty sure I've, I'm free again Friday at seven because I don't work on Fridays right now. So Dan looks like a hacker right now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to look into Dan's glasses to see what he's hacking into right now. If the, He's got the right reflection. Radio logo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can't even wear my my uh, I can't even wear my blue tint glasses for a show like this because so the first episode was August sixteenth. Oh yeah, so we're coming up on it because if I try to put these on, they're way too reflective. Whoa! So like, yeah, it helps filter it out of my eyes, but then the whole time I have to kind of look down. So. I'll just I'll just suffer and let the let the light make me blind. All right, yeah. So we're coming up on it. We're... Get that like oh oh light stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll take the weekend to think about it and get some feedback, and then on Monday we'll announce if we're going to just do a regular audio version next week or if we're going to try to schedule another one of these. And we'll let we'll let the uh, the listeners make that decision for us. But I think we've reached the end of our program, gentlemen. And it has been. Uh, this was actually a lot of fun. I, I really liked this format a lot. Yeah, so, this was a lot of fun. This was pretty cool. And I I think... I'm tired now, though. Yeah, well, I think visual, visual stuff helps in the long run, too. Because if you do something visual like this, now people... Anybody who didn't know who we were or what we looked like or anything can just go to YouTube, put a face to the voice, and now might be more inclined to see other stuff that we're doing. Which is why I've started putting the webcam up when I actually do my streams. Because that's always the people who get the most views. Even if all you're doing is just staring in one direction, they see your face react to stuff too. You're like, yeah, I died. Right. Son of a... and then... I just don't want this to hurt the actual like podcast part, portion of it. That's why I was like trying to read all the questions as they were coming in. Yeah. The ones that we're getting ready to answer. Well, I don't, I don't think that it will. That's the thing, right? No. It's like, we're the the CKCC radio channel encompasses video stuff too. And if the nerd table became a video show, then it would just be part of the programming would just be links to YouTube 
clips instead of links to Spotify. That's really the only difference. True. And or and we can always do it like Star Talk and release both. Do the audio version. And just, you just have to remember if you're doing something visual that you speak out what you're doing. Like when I'm just like, oh, check it out. Look what I, look who's on my shirt. It's WWE women's wrestler, Sasha Banks. Instead of just being like, look who's on my shirt. I mean, earlier when I was like, this is a 360 controller. Yeah, exactly. All right. You were actually showing what the controller was. So, yeah. So I think that's how it's going to be. And... (laughs) This is a Wiimote oh my with God. a Wii Motion Plus attached to it. Oh, that's awesome. Mine is in a storage bin downstairs. Yeah, so you guys are going to have to tell us. But if you like this, great. And we can try to set a time every week that works for the most people. Friday nights just happen to work for the three of us right now. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a permanent thing. So. Who's hungry? Yeah, I'm sleeping. I want to do one last plug before we're done. Oh, here we go. Because this weekend we are recording a special patron episode for our patrons at patreon.com slash club kayfabe. We are covering the extended version of the Lord of the Rings films. Yes. And we are going to continue at the end of the month doing some more movies. We're two or three movies, a trilogy or a duo. Or two movies that are somewhat aligned. I have an idea for December. We do two or three Christmas movies that quote-unquote aren't Christmas movies. I'm talking Die Hard and Batman Returns in particular. We're going to start doing bonus patron-exclusive nerd tables. And uh, Dan chose the trilogy we're doing this month, which was Lord of the Rings Extended. And I reached out to Eric and said, well, Dan picked this month. Eric, what do you want to do in August? And Eric immediately came back with Back to the Future. And that's when I was like, you son of a bitch. I'm in. (laughs) So that's what we're doing in August. Yes. And then September, we'll do something else. I've got a couple of ideas, things we can review. So So it doesn't have to be like a film trilogy or something. But we're going to, yeah, we're going to start doing some bonus nerd tables for you guys too. We're doing it once a month. So we want it to be more than just one movie. Yes. And it's that's the other thing, too, is um, I want to start – I guarantee weekly content on our Patreon page, and it's only five bucks a month to sign up. Right now we've been doing the VIP Wrestle Talk, and we've been doing that for a while, but we want to start kind of breaking that up, and Wrestle Talk might actually become a, one a week, once a month thing as well. And we're going to try to do like a different style content thing each and every week, so there's always different content coming out. And uh, Nerd Table movie reviews just seem like a natural way to do that. So, yeah. Good plug. Good plug. All right. Well, if you guys have nothing else other than be excellent to one another. Be excellent to one another. Of course. Then I'm going to go ahead and sign us out here. This has been the live edition of the Nerd Table, episode number 50. Thank you guys for making this possible. We'll see you next time.